Broadcasting from another dimension, deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest, sending you secrets from the future directly into your motherfucking mind. <laughs> what up, everybody around the globe? Welcome back to the Go Shrimp and Friends podcast, episode 82. And let me tell you, I am so fucking hyped right now because I just read the brief for my new VizDev project with Netflix, Alex Hirsch's new project with Netflix. My man uh, obviously created Gravity Falls, very fun stuff, and I can't tell you anything about this secret new project except that it's motherfucking juicy. Uh, So I'm very excited to meet with them today and get it going on. Um, the Unbox Industry vinyl toy minifigures that I designed are being sculpted this week. Very excited about that. Cannot wait to see what they look like in real life full effect, right? Coming from the imaginary realm right into the real world and you can touch it and you can feel it and you will be able to order them soon. <laughs> Uh, those are, of course, for their Who Goes There, Who Goes There blind box series. Um, cannot wait for that. Uh, what else? Oh, shit. A fucking a rumor that the second Raw Tray might be coming out sooner than you think. <laughs> cannot wait to see that. Of course, I spent a super fucking long time. I worked on that. For over the course of a year, uh, kind of accidentally, but it came out super fucking good. It's the most complex coloring job I've ever attempted, and one of my favorites. Um, the first raw tray, I think, might be my biggest fan favorite drawing. I get so much love for that on a weekly basis. People hit me up that that they just really love that. From you know, people tell me their kids love that tray, <laughs> all the way to adults and everything, and and uh, man. It is just so nice to know that children are smoking pot using my rolling tray. You know what I'm saying? Um, But cannot wait to get the second one out there and and get that to the people. Um, It's one of my most complex drawings. It's one of my biggest drawings. And, uh, yeah, just cannot wait to get it out there. That's going to be really fun. Um, Finished up round six of the 12-week online group workshop this week. 13 students in there. Our biggest round yet with Celia Marquis, a.k.a. Ghost Scout Babysitter's Club, and my man Bark the Dog, a.k.a. Crab the God, a.k.a. Ghost Scout Dusty Loopy. Both been on this podcast before. You know them. You love them. They crushed it as assistants. It's so fun to be able to hire my friends to come in here and boost the hype of these fucking workshops is really becoming something super, super special. 
Um, we're jumping into round seven next week. Next Saturday already is going to be amazing. I'm super hyped. Just keep the momentum going. Keep the momentum rolling straight through your fucking face into this next round. Uh, we got my man Alfonso de Anda, a.k.a. the Gummy Emperor, a.k.a. Ghost Scout Psych Lord, assisting for the first time in there. And we also got another first-timer, uh, Ghost Scout Cheeky Bookie, a.k.a. my boy up in Canada, Alexi Giroux. And he actually came from round one of the workshop. So this boy took the workshop. Now he's getting paid, I think, twice as much as he originally took the workshop for to jump in there, give feedback, help with the assisting. So big ups. Uh, two more fresh assistants in here. So much fucking fun. Can't wait to get in there. And, you know, it's, it's always made up as we go along. Long. We have the same curriculum each time, but the videos are fresh and, and, you know, and the, and obviously it's kind of tailored to the group because it's really about enhancing what each student wants to become, right? It's really a workshop, uh, made for kind of everything I wish I knew coming into my career. Um, but even people who are deep into their careers have really enjoyed taking the workshop and kind of learning to take creative control of their career, right? Cause not everybody that works in an art field is actually working on their own work, their own concepts and their own kind of passion projects. Right. And that's a bit of a tragedy. Don't get stuck in a mundane art job. That's almost worse than like a fake job. That's like a double fake job, right? If you're working on an art related project that you don't even care about, don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to the world. You know, figure out how to get in there and be able to work on the projects that you care about. Because y'all know that's what this podcast is all about. I'm up here living the dream life. That's always been my goal. I've been doing it for 17 years as a professional freelance illustrator. And I'm a fucking dumb dumb so if i can do it y'all can do it too guaranteed y'all just need that work ethic and that vision and those are things that can be developed you know so ain't nothing holding you back but yourself get up on there step up to get your rep up let's fucking go and speaking of which get those pencils out because y'all about to have a fucking juicy ass episode right here um we got my man Scott C back on the pod, and uh, some of y'all will remember when he was on before, early on in the podcast run, and uh, you know he's always a, a fan favorite. He's one of my favorite artists. He's just such a fucking nice and amazing man child. And we have so much kinship and camaraderie, and uh, you know we met early on in our respective careers. Um, I was right out of school, and he was probably you know early on in his career as well. And uh, it's just been fun to uh, have our friendship grow throughout our careers. And uh, one of the things we talked about on the last episode was our love for toys in the '80s. And I thought it'd be fun to jump up here and do a super deep dive. 80s toys redux right with my man scott c because our art is both really based in nostalgia and childhood and all that um so i thought it'd be really fun uh you know some of these stories we we hit on the first one of course um because we're i think we're just kind of going through all our memories from that era um and i've definitely told some of the other stories on other podcasts but we get into some new territory and it's all collected here uh you know uh 
freshly repackaged for your enjoyment and it's a nice little distraction from all the the crazy serious chaos going out on going on in the world always but especially right now uh with everybody's realities turned inside out um so fucking let's kick it over to my man AWOL one from the shapeshifter crew and get into it <laughs> All right, here we are once again with a very special returning guest to the Ghost Shipper Friends podcast, my man Scott C. Welcome back. Thank you, my bro. It's good to see you. I know. We were just catching up. It's been a while. It's so nice to see your beautiful face. I know, man. This is wonderful, dude. I love catching up. I love hearing about the ghost ghost shrimp compound. Yeah. Fantasize about it all the time. Yep. And now you're recently uh, returned to the West Coast. What, has you been there a year-ish now? Been two years, I would say. About two years. Wow, crazy how time fucking goes, man. I know, man. Crazy. But I love it. I love it out here, man. Well, that's very exciting. And you're doing all kinds of cool stuff, which is amazing. Um, But we, I, I, I messaged you to get on the pod today because, you know, I've been following a lot of cool um, toy pages on Instagram and I've been putting them in my stories. And one day you were like, dude, I'm loving all these fucking toy things you're, you're posting through here. And then I was like, Oh man, like that's a, that's a no brainer. Me and Scott should jump on the pot and just reminisce about fucking, uh, you know, eighties toys and toy nostalgia and stuff. Cause we're, well, I I feel like we're two very nostalgia based, uh, artists, uh, you know, yeah. and and uh, that just seemed like the perfect jump off for a, for a juicy, entertaining podcast for people. I love it. Yeah, I've been fully enjoying. I've been enjoying those. Any, anything has to do with like those figures, like the JJ's Joes, kind of in their poses in cool environments and down the scenes. I know. I've been kind of blown away by uh, discovering the amount of. Uh, you know, toy accounts there are out there, and just like, like I think the toy, the toy world, it, there's so much specialized toys right now. Like the, like it's crazy. They, you know, my son Wolf is really into the Marvel Legends series, which are like six inch, super articulated, like awesome uh all the marvel characters and shit and then but but they're such they're 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 almost like made for collectors because a certain amount of them will be in the stores but then they have all kinds of ones like you can they'll have like a miles morales spider-man from into the spider-verse but you look it up and it's like so hard to get that they're like over a hundred dollars so it's like it's this thing where like a lot of them are really toy collector toys and stuff and you know that's a weird thing i feel like now because like this is i feel like this is the first time in history where adults and children like we grew up with toys like that so now there's almost like a competition between like who you make those toys for yeah like these collectors that are just hardcore and can put on their shelf and check it out or like kids that like just 
functionally want to play with these action figures. Yeah. Like that's really what they were meant for. Like to just like get down and dirty and like have adventures and set them up and get wild with them. So it's just funny that they have like the, the super souped up versions for the collectors like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was but, always into really getting like down and dirty. Like you say with the toys, I was, you know, one of my favorite things was outdoor setups. Did you ever do outdoor oh, fucking battles and yes. outdoor setups? Yes. Yes, of course I did. I still I I still think about like I talked to my brother about this, like still, even now. Like it was such an important part of our growing up that even now I'll be on a hike or something like that and I'll pass by this little zone as a babbling brook or something like that and I look at that like oh dope. That would be a good spot to play JJ right there. That is <laughs> like, so funny. Have, that, dude, I, I so do the same <laughs> thing. I so do the same thing because, of course, we live in this forest and we have the brook. And, yeah, oh, all the time yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, that is a sick fucking – that rock is like a mountain next to this fucking brook. And I love that. I love the outdoor setups. I remember we used to mm-hmm. have this this crazy mountain laurel bush, which is like mm-hmm. a, kind of a, you know, a, a bush – that uh you know kids like climbing and stuff and they get kind of big but they have branches that are all low to the ground and i remember fucking taking my gi joe alpine figure with the grappling hook and having all kinds of like him just climbing through the mountain laurels and like sick battles in the mountain laurel bush that was one of my favorite places to play joe's dude perfect i hear you yeah dude we had the, one of my favorite spots was like we had um a swimming pool like one of those out of the ground pools those dual boys mm-hmm. and uh and on the side of the house where the filter was like it, so, somehow it just kept on getting muddy over there like like the water would come out after swimming and then like it just get muddy and then it would harden so it was a fun spot to like go with jojo's and have them play there and then have some of them like kind of fall down and stay there and then leave them for overnight and then the next day they're frozen in the ground kind of like console style and like we'd visit them and like our other action figures would come and play around like oh no oh oh no like duke is is in the in the mud how are we gonna get him out is he is he still alive you know like trying to figure it out that is so funny that was my one of my favorite spots and then but then also using that same kind of thing like freezing them putting them in blocks of ice and then taking those outside wow um, after they've been in blocks of ice and they're well, I mean, and we do them with like our larger action figures, like the yeah. Star Trek ones, but like, and, and then watching those slowly like melt and then have different body parts kind of be exposed as they melt. That was like it's such a fun part. Wow, <laughs> that is so cool! I never even thought of freezing the figures. That's genius. Now, what was your faves? Like, what was your go-to fucking line of action figures growing up? I mean, we definitely, I mean, I started with Star Wars action figures. Like, that was, like, when I was much smaller. Like, that's what we I played with all the time. But really, the most functional, wonderful ones was G.I. Joe because they were so, like, closable and, like, uh, I don't know, they're just versatile. I also was, was very really into Masters of the Universe and um, and Star Wars. But, like, Masters of the Universe were, a little, like, a little bit bulky. I mean, they're meant to be bulky, so it was just harder to kind of play with them. Um, and Transformers, unfortunately, like, like I would always like kind of roll the, the roll the cards in, and I'd be like, okay, time for battle, Autobots transform, and then you have to okay, go down the line and slowly transform all these. It was like it was, it was such a, a burden to like have to like transform these guys every time. Yes, like, like seventeen moves just, to to transform them. <laughs> 
It's so much work. Dude. It really messed with an adventure, like it, the momentum of an adventure. Like you want them to transform as fast as they do in a cartoon, but yeah, like just do not. So, so I, I think it was probably like JoJo's name. And then we also had like these um, Star Trek and the, the Star Trek action figures and um, Ponch and John from Chips. Um, like we had, you know, the ones that are kind of taller, almost like Barbie sized. Yeah, you know? I used to watch Chips, but I don't think I ever had eyes on the figures. And you're a little like I'm about <laughs> to turn forty this year, and you're a little older than me, right? Yeah, yeah, mid forties. Right. But that's the thing. Like, I, but but with those, those are the only things. Like 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 GI Joe, we played as GI Joes and stuff. But like like those figures, we played. We didn't play with them as Chips. We didn't play with them as Star Trek. We just had them. We cut up their clothes and we drew on them with markers and we just had them be the adventure people. And we had like wow. different personas that we had them. And actually we had like my parents got um, a Barbie bus at, for like 25 cents at a, <laughs> at a garage sale that I don't, I, I think it had no wheels or just the carcass, but that was like their space capsule. Like that's what they traveled around in this Barbie bus. <laughs> wow. That <laughs> so, is so cool. <laughs> and they had like a fur rug in there. It was really nice in that. That Barbie bus for these real, like adventure trodden like like figures, you know, like they go through all these like hardships and then they go back to the Barbie bus to keep cruising around. Damn, that is so cool. Yeah, I that I was I was writing down some notes and trying to think of stuff, but I didn't even think of the yard sale stuff. The yard sale toys is like a whole echelon of like amazing stuff. I remember once I found like a mint condition Baroness figure for ten cents at a yard sale, and I was just like fucking bowled over. I could not fucking believe it. <laughs> oh my god, it feels good. Yeah, GI yeah, Joe's. Were... Too... Yeah, yeah, go. Well, like piecemealing it, like. Like, I feel like there's certain kind of things. Like, I was like, I would play J.I. Joe's with J.I. Joe's. That would be that world. But mm-hmm. there's other ones that I would just combine and create a new world out of. You know, like all the Star Trek guys or chips. Like, I didn't really care about show chips. I just, you know, or Barbie or whatever. But, like, putting them together, you create this new kind of your own adventure in your right. world from based on those, just those figures. Oh, yeah. And, you know, another one was Spider-Man, too. Like, Spider-Man is part of this this group. Oh, no. Nice. He's part of the adventure and, crew. Yeah, he was part of the adventure group, but we lost his clothes early on, so he was always just in his undies, like with with the group. <laughs> wow, wow! So that was like a we larger scale one. That was like a like a ten inch or whatever with like a cloth costume yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. GI Joes were definitely my favorite um, because of their posability, and I was like obsessed with the show and just like the vehicles and the weapons and the bases. Like they just had so much to that world that it was like it was just so incredible. And I did do cross play between uh, my GI Joes and my Star Wars guys a lot. Those were the two that I would kind of get into some cross play with. I feel like I feel like yeah. my my superheroes didn't really get into that world. Like I feel like my my mm-hmm. like my super friends and like Secret Wars figures were like in their own world and then like the GI Joe and the Star Wars, you know, were in their worlds, but they could kind of cross over. Um, you know, they were sort of similar and I would definitely use like my, I've like the bases and the vehicles and stuff like the Ewok village, like made a great GI Joe playset. you know, like those, those oh, settings yeah. were like oh. super fun. Um, I had, yeah, I got the Ewok village, which was one of my favorites. Um, and, uh, yeah, I have an older brother who's like 11 years older than me, my half brother. So I got all his 
Star Wars figures. And of course, th those are like the first three and three quarter inch figures, right? That scale. Right. Um, and that kind of pioneered the, the modern kind of action figure. Although now they're getting bigger again. Now, like a lot of the figures are getting larger again into that six inch realm like we were talking about. But yeah, yeah. I, I inherited my brother's stuff and he had like a, it was, it was, it was kind of beat up, but he had the Death Star, which was pretty fucking dope. Dude, I, I had we had Death Star too. Yes, I love the Death yes, Star. yes. Yeah. It was weird. It's just the one tower <laughs> that's the elevator, yeah. and then it had like the laser cannon on top, and then it had like a kind mm -hmm. of a control center in the middle or something, and then the bottom yeah. was like you fell through to the trash compactor. It had like the trap yep. door to the trash compactor. Yeah, it's all this the soft foam like trash in there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, there was no more trash oh. when I when I came around. There was definitely no oh. more trash, and there was like limited, like like they had kind of cardboard uh, scene scene pieces that would like maybe slide in here and there, like almost a backdrop mm -hmm. or a background. And I think those were kind of beat up by the time. By the time I got to it, um, but I inherited his original figures, and then I mean I was born in '80, so I was kind of like. You know, by the time I was getting toys was like the it was almost like I remember I remember getting like getting like almost like uh, Star Wars toys at the thrift store or like some kind of ones that were for sale kind of like after Return of the Jedi. So I was like on the tail end of of that stuff. But that was definitely like a right, big right. part of my collection. We would like scour the stores to find all the all the juicy Star Wars figs. <laughs> Oh my god, I hear you. Yeah, I was. I even think I was. I was. I feel like I must have been too young to even like look for those. I, I had already when I moved from Star Wars into Judge Joe. I was. I was too young to like go to garage sales and look for those things. I yeah. was. I was like whatever. Whatever my parents would get me. Pretty mm -hmm. much. So, but which is why like we had. Um, like I always wanted the crown jewel for me was always like Million Falcon. I always wanted Million. Falcon, yeah. and my parents never got me the mini Falcon, but like my dad's like, oh, let's just make it out of wood. <laughs> so, wow! So we, so he helped me make it out of wood, but it was like, uh, I mean, it was not even the same size. It was like the size of maybe a plate, um, and he made me, he let me um, draw the shape of it, and he also like I, I made, we made a star destroyer too, and I was trying to make it with my my hacksaw, like my own little kid tool set, and it was it sucked. It was the worst. It was, all it was was a, a piece of wood with like um, a block on top of it for the radar that you could spin around, and that's yeah. it. It was just a flat piece of wood. Whoa. Like you couldn't really work that into your adventure at all. Like right. it, like it was it was useless. I didn't use it hard at all. But the right. other crown jewel thing that we always wanted was the ad at, and we did get that. So yeah. That was, was the other thing that we loved that was our prized possession that yeah i didn't have those growing up but later on when the new you know when they were in the in the 2000s when they were making the new movies and they did the i think they were like the power of the force figures or whatever and then they re-released mm -hmm. all the old vehicles then i got the ad at and the fucking uh millennium falcon so i finally got them then <laughs> wait so they re-released all of them like with the same exact scale and everything like like the original figures the like, well the, the well no stuff. the the power of the i think they're called the power of the force it was when you know the 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 fucking the one two episodes one two and three came out and they they didn't the figures were new the the figures were new uh designs and it was funny because they were kind of jacked like the original one like the ones that the ones that came out 
yeah. where like Luke was wicked jacked and Han was like super jacked <laughs> and they were kind of in more dynamic poses. So those figures were like, whatever you think about them. I mean, I collected, I still got it. Yeah. Like I still got them all. Cause I was like still super hyped on it. And I like had my own money cause I was like working real jobs by then. I was like definitely like in d- deep into my teenage years and still buying like tons of toys. I actually worked at KB toys, which was amazing. I worked like whatever the year that the tickle me Elmo came out was the year was the, was the season that I worked at, at KB toys. And that was cool. Cause like we would get first dibs on a lot of the sick toys, but the, the, the action figures were okay, but the, all the vehicles were the exact fucking old vehicles they were the they were the exact mm. ones so that was really cool and 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 we have all that stuff in mint condition at my parents house so you know we've brought a lot of that here and and wolfie's you know wolfie's gotten to gotten to uh you know reap the benefits of all my teenage toy buying so so you have do you still have all that stuff like but a lot of it's at your parents everything house, everything yeah my dad is really into toys so like my parents attic and and basement is a hundred percent filled with every like fucking bent up trading card we ever had every mcdonald's toy we ever had like every fucking we even have boxes like like i still have the box to the um the hall of justice the super friends base we i think we still have the box to the ewok village like my my parents saved a lot of stuff because my dad his parents threw out all his toys so he was like really into like not getting rid of our toys so that was really cool shout out to my dad Uh... for that so he so that's why so that's what when you say he was really into toys he's really into your getting cultivating your guys your toy club. exactly like yeah not, he wasn't he into like playing with toys with us like the toys that he grew up on was the marks play sets and now he collects those he goes on ebay and buys like the fucking you know tin lithograph like fucking uh fort apache and that kind of thing with the little plastic guys and he sets all those up like the alamo and like robin hood and like he loves that shit oh, so wow. but, but, but so he'll make he'll make platforms he'll make like he'll take like a like um uh, a big piece of uh plywood and like paint it like like uh like land and water and stuff and like make cool setups and stuff of of his things and he did that for us growing wow. up too like i remember you know i was really into like peter pan you know whatever and i had the playmobile pirate ship and my dad like painted a guy like captain hook and he painted a guy like smee and then he also painted a board with like fucking this island on it like neverland or whatever like it was like a green cool island shape with like blue all around it and we would like play you know me and my brother would like play on these cool boards that he made so he was like yeah he wouldn't play with us with the toys that i remember but he was really into like us having cool toys and like facilitating like our setups and like our cool play of toys what a good dad that is such a good Man, that's that is amazing that he that he did that. What a good dude. Yeah, totally. He created this creative dude. He, like you like that was like oh, that's pretty great. Do you do that with, with Wolfie? Do you like have you obviously probably set up cool setups? Definitely, yeah. Sure. We we definitely play toys together and like yeah, I, I showed him how to do six setups. Like I showed him how to like go out by the brook and like, you know, make your whole like battlefield and like get rocks together and make like cool cave hideouts and stuff like that. So like we'll go out and make like epic setups and like have cool 
battles and shit. And then also I showed him how to, you know, take your all your pillows and your blankets and make like a big fucking mountain with like a cave in it and like play with your guys like that too, you know. And and yeah, uh, right. and of course the blocks you got to have like a just a whole set of random basic like wooden blocks that you can make bases out of like i remember always building tons of gi joe forts out of like whatever blocks we had in the house um so yeah definitely passed on a lot of my uh toy techniques uh to wolfie and like yeah we get really into like figuring out like what guy we're gonna get next and he'll save up his money or like even now like since everybody's stuck at home like i've been i've been kind of hyping them up with the idea of like good sibling points i'm like all right earn some good big brother points and i'm like junie earn some good little sister points and at the end of the week we'll like go on and pick out an action figure that you can order and like next week we'll have like a couple new toys to play with so like yeah we're like very toy oriented family yeah (laughs) dude you mentioned um Playmobil, that, that that was actually another thing I was my brother and I were super into. Dude, Playmobil super underrated. I'm amazed at how many people don't even know yeah. about Playmobil. Dude, it's funny because my buddy Paul and his kid, like, he's obsessed with Playmobil. Like, and he gets like the blind box Playmobil for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's and his he's get as he gets older, like, there's there's all the Playmobil he gets to play with, and then there's the all the huge collection that like the shelf up in his room that he can't reach and like when he gets old enough he'll be able to play with those, those oh, man. but like, he's obsessed like paul is obsessed with getting with buying these these things so he could see what it is and then like his kid will look at it and be like excited and then like put it up on the shelf and he had this like <laughs> and he brought one time he brought this book um what was that book? he brought a book that blew us away dude like uh i forget what it was it was what was that book it was a Playmobil. It was like it was like a like a it it had like Playmobil from around the world or whatever, and it had setups that were insane that they had it. It was like all the different cultures around the world and different possibilities. Wow, that's cool. Like, yeah, I don't it, know. It if had that, like yeah, it was insane, dude. Because because it, it had like funeral pyres, like like with their things, and it had like um, people doing crazy deals with cash in the back of a car. Like it was, it didn't even seem for like kids almost. Wow. 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 That's crazy. It wasn't just the regular Playmobil catalog that they used to have at toy stores. No, this is like, these are huge books. These are like encyclopedias of these worlds. Like it's insane how much they've done, like all around the world and stuff. Like, like all the different, yeah, it's insane. Dude. Wow, wow, but I'm yeah, a yeah. Huge they're... fan of Playmobil. Huge fan of Playmobil. Yeah, super underrated. Yeah, Junie got the Playmobil pyramid for Christmas, and that is a fucking badass toy. They have this cool Egyptian pyramid. Um, yeah, and Wolfie's got a, a pirate ship. Um, I think I recently bought myself like this, uh, this kind of jungle ruin one with all these dinosaurs. They have like a dinosaur series out right now. And we got this like, yeah, kind of like a Mayan ruin with like dinosaurs and like science explorers and stuff. We got that one not that long ago. Um, yeah, super into them. The old space ones, um, were super fucking rad. Can you picture what the old Playmobil space ones used to look like in the eighties? Do you remember those? Oh my God. Those were so cool. Um, 
Yeah, those and the old the old Wild West ones were cool. I remember those. I had like the yeah. little general yeah. store and the cowboys yeah. and like yeah, just the attention to detail. And I'd say out of any toy line, Playmobil has been the most consistent since we were kids to now. They never missed a step. Like at a certain point, Legos like faltered and they started coming out with these weird wax sets and like a lot of projectile based stuff. And then they kind of came back around. Now right. Legos back on track, but there was a time where I I remember seeing Lego sets where I was like, this is embarrassing. Like I like this is like yeah, totally. this is like someone who never built a Lego set built this set and like yep. I'm kind of disgusted by it. Cause I'm like yep. so Agreed. into Legos. Agreed. You know, and, and yeah, but Playmobil <laughs> and Lego were like so huge and like and like the yeah. my favorite Legos again were those those space Legos of the eighties, those yeah. crazy yeah. spaceships that they had yeah. with like all the compartments yeah. that would open and like another little fucking ground vehicle would come out of the spaceship and there would be like a robot that drove yeah. it and like I mean those yeah. those things were just incredible and they had yeah. the moon they had the moon base plates, which I actually have two yes. moon base plates yeah. right next to me and a bunch of my initial original eighties uh space Legos fucking right next to me here. So I always wanted those. I always wanted the the lunar thing. Like I, I, we had like the lunar car and then like maybe spaceship, but I always wanted like that surface, the moon surface yeah. to play on or at it. Yeah, but yeah, that was pretty much all, all we had. We just had those those types of space Legos and normal Legos. But plane wheel, we only had the uh, the night because we only had the the Western stuff and then like a bunch of old night stuff. Cause, cause when we first got it, we got like at a garage sale, we got the castle and then we got a bunch of the, the night, the horses and the, yeah. um, those things. So they were super beat up when we got them and that was it. We just had those two kind of a bunch of sets. We never got anything more than that, but we didn't need anything. We didn't need anything more. Yeah. The Playmobil castle stuff is ridiculous. We actually got my dad. I think I was like, I think I was in college or out of college at the time. And my dad, I was home for Christmas and my dad decided to, um, surprise us. Like we had opened all the presents and then my dad's like, Oh, I think we have one more. And he got like the big Playmobil castle. Cause we never got it when we were kids and he brought it out and, and I was like, Oh my God. And so I set it all up. And then I ended up buying like a bunch of add-ons. Cause like, you know, Playmobil has these catalogs with just like shit tons of add-ons you can order. So I ordered all these extra parts and pieces and made like this mega castle that I could actually sit inside. It was big enough where I could get inside the <laughs> castle walls and play inside the castle with my adult body, which is just totally incredible. And then I got another like dragon castle too. And uh, yeah, once we build a big playroom, um, you know, then I can like bring all that stuff up here. We can like basically our house is just going to become like a giant toy museum because it's just going to be all the toys that I've ever had and we've got to get it all out of my parents' house and, and set it all I up know, here. dude. You're like, when are you going to make that toy room? Exactly. But even now, you probably have so many toys spread around. Oh, that's your, all. Yeah, that's place. all we have. We just have Thanks. bins of toys. It's like our house is just exploding with toys all the fucking time. It's, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> There's nowhere to put it all oh. at this point. So, yeah, okay. it's so much fun. But, yeah, those were the best. And then... So what was like, what do you remember like the, like a moment where like you got a toy that was like the, like you just never thought you would get it or something like that. Like a toy moment where you're just like, Whoa, oh my God, I got this thing. Um, well, I mean, I was, I was excited about that, but I, I remember like, I remember there was one, um, there was one Christmas that like, because I, I never wanted to make my parents like 
feel bad. Even when I found out about um, Santa and stuff like that, I was like, okay, I figured it out. But like, I, I want them to keep giving us gifts and I don't want to bum them out because they seem really excited about Santa. So I was always in the so kind of like, <laughs> and, and anytime I would get any present, like there would certainly be ones that I liked way more than others, but I would try to give each present like equal amount of like excitement, like visible, like kind of audible excitement for my parents. They're like, Oh, I appreciate it. And there was one time that I came down uh, for Christmas with my brother and I saw all the stuff that Santa brought and, uh, one of them, one of the, the main thing I was excited about was the Spider-Man racetrack that I saw. Oh, wow. You know, those electric ones? Like, and I was like, oh, I like, always wanted a racetrack, you know, where you, like, kind of put the Spider-Man bad guy car on there and then, like, you, you know, electrical go super fast around the track. I saw it and I was like, oh, oh my God, oh, my God. But then there's, I was like, okay, I have to, like, uh, I, I have to get excited about all the other ones before I get to that. I have to like, wow. That's like, that's a lot. There. That's a lot of like, that's a lot of thoughtfulness for a kid. Like, I feel like I was just like straight to the best toy. And like, I, I remember literally like they'd give me socks or a sweater and I would just be like, no, I'd be like, are you kidding me? This is what you got me. Like, I remember being like, just so disappointed when it would be like relatives. Like my parents would always give me cool shit, but like when someone else, when, when, a, when a relative hands you a box and you're like, Oh shit, here comes a toy. And then it's a fucking sweater. You're like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm a kid, dude. Yeah. I don't need this fucking sweater. I know. I always, yeah, definitely. It's, it's hard to not get super bummed when you get like a sweater. Or socks yeah. As a yeah. Kid. Like it's hard to not get bummed, but yeah, it's like, give it all even though like you're heartbroken when you unwrap it you still have to be like wonderful thanks you know wow. like i remember like when we and we when we saw that track there's also like one of the other i i really remember that morning because of that track and also there's like this tube that you can even those tubes that you just crawl through like uh-huh. that's all they are you know like like you expandable yeah expandable yeah so, totally. i was like okay god i gotta give the tube a lot of time dude like my brother and i like went in, in and out through the tube and got excited a bunch of times i was like okay that seems like i went through it about five or six times that seems like a good amount of time where i sh- i showed that i was excited about time to move on to the spider-man track that's so funny but, yeah i mean i like i feel like that was probably i mean yeah, that was, that was one I, I remember all the time. I think about all the time at that moment. But, wow. Yeah, I remember I, I remember always really wanting one of those remote control t- car tracks, like where you'd put – it had the little, like, needle on the bottom, almost like a record, and you'd, like, put it in the groove of the track, and it would, like, electrify it, and you could race them. Um, and I never had one, but we had, we got like a, like, again, probably at like a church fucking swap or a garage sale or something. We got like a whole box of like, of like a track or parts of different tracks and it never worked, but like, I would always set it up and like, try to like, I'd be like, Oh, you know, you're a kid and you're like, Oh, maybe it'll work this time. <laughs> you like Get it out again and try to set it up. I don't know why we <laughs> yeah. had it, but you'd always have like, like I remember once we got at a yard sale, like, like a box of three Ataris and then a ton of games. And like, why would there so many broken toys? Like, like you'd always, I would always have like so many broken toys around, and like they wouldn't work. And you'd try to, you'd just get them out and see if they would work anyway. Like, <laughs> that's so such a funny you idea. Play hard, dude. You're yeah. a hard playing, dude. I can only imagine how you used to play as a kid, dude. You're probably so <laughs> over the top. I, and I was actually pretty good. My little brother, 
my little brother would constantly break his toys because I was actually like super organized and like, you know, like I really wanted, you know, I, like I hated if my G.I. Joe's thumbs broke or if their dicks broke off, you know, the oh, little yeah. crotch part that would always break <laughs> yeah. off with the Joe's or the ring would break yeah. or something. And I I never <laughs> wanted, I would always like keep all the weapons like, you know, really carefully and stuff like that. So I was actually yeah. like really meticulous with the toys, but my little brother was like that. He would get a toy and he would just start smashing it and he'd break an arm off or a leg off and I would just be like horrified. I'd be like, dude, you don't understand how you're supposed to play with toys like this is not it <laughs> you know and he would just be like whatever really? yeah it was i never understood dude i never understood with other kids too that like would like oh man they take the toys and they put a little firecracker in it and explode yeah, it and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah no like, i was not about that i was that? definitely not how about that? that we always had like maybe one of each toy that we would maybe if, if something happened to it if that would get beat up in some way like okay this will be our this will be our toy that we will always, we will always be our injured character. Yeah, we will always take take everything out on that character. But besides that, I would not. I would definitely try to take good care of our stuff. Yeah. But. Yeah, some people were really into taking apart GI Joes and making like hybrid GI Joes. That was kind of cool. Oh yeah, I got into that a little bit. Yeah, because you could take them apart. Like if a guy's broke, sometimes I would do that. I would like, okay, like let me see if I have like a good crotch that I can. <laughs> swap in swap into this guy my my all-time favorite toy that i got and and this is probably like i don't know maybe peak moment in my life like this was just the greatest moment i remember i came downstairs at my grandparents house we always used to have christmas at my grandparents house and i walked downstairs and there was this giant box and I was like, who's that one for? And they were like, it's for you. And I was like, what? Because it was like as big as me. And I run over and I open it up and it's the G.I. Joe Terradrome. And I fucking <laughs> lost my shit. And my aunt had got it for me. And I think she actually, my aunt actually like went bankrupt at some point, like after that. Like, I think, oh, like, dude. I think this was like a streak that she was on of like buying like extravagant gifts for people or something. But I got the yeah, Terradrome. I got the Terradrome and I got Low Light, which I actually already had so it was a double but i got a new low light and i remember <laughs> i i opened it and i set it up and it was at my grandparents house and my little brother got uh, he was you know younger he's five years younger so he got a giant teddy bear that was like as big as either one of us and then the 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 catch of it was that we couldn't bring them home right then because there wasn't enough room in the car. So we had to go home and like my grandparents lived in Cape Cod and we lived in like Western Massachusetts at that point. Um, and so we had to drive home without them and we were going to get them like next time we came in a couple months or whatever. But it was like, it was terrible. And I, I had to tell everybody, I was like, I got the Terradrome for Christmas, but like, I don't have it in my house. And they were like, nobody believed me and shit. It was so crazy. Yeah, but man, eventually, yeah, but eventually we got to bring it back. And yeah, I still have that in my parents' basement. It's pretty beat up at this point, but oh my God, the, 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 the play I had out of that toy, just fucking unbelievable. <laughs> I always did want that one. Actually, we did get like the one time we had um, birthday at or birthday Christmas at my grandparents' house. Um, they they lived in Bakersfield. We lived in San Jose. Like it was the only time we went down there, and it felt weird and it was, it was kind of bummed us out. But like we were excited to be with our grandparents, and that was the year that we got um, the GHO base, yeah. which was like our 
that that was our biggest JoJo thing we ever had. We yeah, did, the know, good it was guys just, headquarters. It was basically just a wall. Yeah, yeah, good guys headquarters. So it wasn't as crazy as that terradrome. Like I don't even remember what was on it. I think it was just all kinds of weird weird shit happened on there. But... Gun turrets and like vehicle bays and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the ultimate one, which I never had, was the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. I think probably has to be one of the greatest toys yeah. ever made. You know, six feet long or whatever, and just yeah. fucking, like, I mean, I guess not really to scale with, with the G.I. Joe as, as a real person, because obviously aircraft carriers are much bigger. But basically, as a kid, it's basically to scale of a G.I. Joe. Sorry, and just like, my, oh, your mic is jacked up? Your headphones just died. Oh, oh, oh. Technical difficulties. There we go. All right. You good? Weird. Sorry, hang on one sec. That's okay. It's okay. You're good. There we go. Okay. Sorry about that. No problem. Uh, we always I'm keep back. it. We, I'm we back. always what I miss. Yeah, we always keep it real. We always keep it raw. We keep it in. Yeah. We keep going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the yeah, just just that. That's always something that I wanted. I never got. So maybe someday, you know, the GI Joe aircraft carrier. I'll build a separate cabin just for the GI mm-hmm. Joe aircraft carrier, and I'll just it'll be secret and in the woods, and only I will know where it is, and I'll just go there and sleep on it. I'll just lay down and sleep on the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. <laughs> Dude, that would be the ultimate. A bunk bed made out of two G.I. Joe aircraft carriers? Holy shit. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Dude, it's funny because, yeah, that was always the crown jewel thing. But I remember, like, when I was living in San Francisco with my buddies, uh, there was, like, four of us living in this, like, top story, this Victorian. Like, And there's uh, people that live downstairs. And then there's, like, a garage in a basement kind of zone that, like, no one – it was locked. So much of junk in there. Mm-hmm. And there's one time we were kind of looking in the window and it's like, oh, this junk, whatever. And we saw the aircraft carrier like just sitting in there <laughs> with a bunch of junk on it. And we're like, what? Oh, is, my is that God. the aircraft carrier in this weird abandoned house? Like it was the weirdest thing. And we figured out a way to break in there and just check it out. I mean, it was obviously so gross, but it was crazy to see. Oh, my to God. See that, in that, like, that is in wild. That state, and you guys like, didn't think this. about trying to take it? Oh, no, we did. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. but we couldn't put it we didn't have a place to put it yeah yeah uh, i know it, was, it really it is too, too gross, big like, it's really too big to. it was so big like, we didn't and, and it was like it was gross in there dude like that place was like rat infested and we're like ah, it's just like is it worth it i mean this is like crown jewel toy is it worth bringing this out and like I, we just we had to leave it there wow Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, the cool thing about G.I. Joe's, too, was the fucking mail-away stuff. Did you ever do any mail-away stuff with G.I. Joe? No. Um, yes, we did, I think. Yeah, well, I we did that more with Star Wars figures, actually, the mail-away, like Boba Fett and those things. We got in mail, but okay. we didn't do it with us. We, we cut out all of their stats things. We kept all those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, all the little collector cards. Yeah, that's really where the idea of like the code names of Ghost Scouts came was straight off the fucking code name fucking, you know, the little cards of the G.I. Joes. That's oh, the, right. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, oh, yeah, that makes every, sense. Everybody's got to have the code name. Oh, you know, I think actually we did send away for Serpentor, I think. Ooh, Wasn't yeah. that one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I remember sending away for uh, Cobra Commander um and i remember sergeant slaughter was a mail away but i didn't get sergeant slaughter through the mail i remember that like you'd save up flag points and then 
Yes. You could send away for like I think I sent away for like a few vehicles. Like you could save up and like and like send in like a couple dollars and like five flag points and like get a vehicle. Like because they had the exclusive mail aways that you could only get like the characters that you could only get through the mail. But then I think you could also get mm-hmm. like normal vehicles and stuff like by saving up some flag points and then like sending it in, in, in cash or something like that. But I still have like, I still have almost all my GI Joe uh, like like packages like all the cards and stuff from the back. We don't have ours anymore, man. Well done. I opened my box of them not like a few years ago just to check out my GI Joes, and they're all in pieces because all the rubber bands disintegrated. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of underpants and legs uh-huh. just hanging out there. Yeah, yeah. I've got my my stash mm. here, and yeah, like half the bin is definitely all parts. And those are the one toys that I haven't given Wolfie yet because they're so like the thumbs and those crotches, man. Like you really got to be like, you got to <laughs> be riddle, so dude. fucking careful with that shit, dude. <laughs> but that hard plastic, that real hard plastic yeah. was like, it's not the ideal. Now they've got it figured out. Now they can make the tiniest hands on toys and like they do it out of a different plastic and they just don't mm-hmm. break it's like it's so cool i'm so impressed because now they have even more posable three and three quarter inch like marvel figures mm-hmm. and stuff that are that yeah they, the hands just don't break like they figured it out like it's just incredible they've had a lot of years they've had a lot of years to perfect that <laughs> that's right that's good for right. them man good for them <laughs> yeah I remember another really another like seminal one for me was i remember that when i i guess i was still sleeping when my brother was born i was five and mm-hmm. um i remember like for some reason i think i was still sleeping in like what maybe used to been my crib or something, but then like some of them can change into like a kid bed or something like that. And mm-hmm. my parents needed it back for my little brother. And they're like, Oh, well you're a big boy now. So like, if you, if you know, like, like all big boys, when they get, when they get, when they go into their big boy bed, they get their big boy bed, like toy gift. And I was like, Oh wow, really? <laughs> my parents <laughs> sold me on this idea. <laughs> and so they go, they go, all right, you can either pick the hall of justice or you can pick Superman's spaceship. And of course, it was a no-brainer. I had to get the Hall of Justice, you know? So I got the <laughs> Hall of Justice, and I remember waiting for my dad to come home. And I think I've told the story on the podcast before, but I remember sitting there at the front window of the house so vividly and just waiting for my dad to come home from work. And I remember him like emerging from the darkness in my mind. This might not even be the real memory, but in my memory, it's him coming out of the darkness of night, just holding the giant box for the Hall of Justice and just being like, oh, my God, it's here. And just being so fucking excited about that. Like, oh, my God. Uh, we still have. Yeah, we still have the box and we still have the Hall of Justice. And again, you know, definitely missing a few pieces, but but still still. Still intact overall. Oh man, I didn't have any of those ones. The, you know the other, the other big one. Well, there's two big ones for me, but like one of the like the big actual like toys that we got that like was the first time the first time we actually ever bought a toy of our own was like uh, we we decided like we were learning about how to use money and save money and stuff and like my parents like said okay what do you want to get and my my brother and I like really wanted to get Castle Grayskull. Oh for our Master of the Universe guys. And we're like, okay, like, well, you could save up and get it and do chores and stuff. So we were constantly doing chores, like raking stuff for my dad and like kind of t- tidying things up and doing all this stuff until we eventually, I, I'll, and I still remember it was $20. Like that was what we needed to get to. It was just $20 to get it. And we finally um, got the $20 and went and bought that thing and brought it home. And it felt incredibly satisfying because oh it was like God. one of the first things. This is the first time we ever 
like bought anything for ourselves. And it was like yeah. a substantial, a substantial thing. Like that was like a huge like toy, you know, it wasn't something that you just wait for your parents to get. It was like a big lesson that we learned, like we can actually get this if we like, and then thinking back 20 bucks is not that much, but, but back us, it then it was deal. more because figures only used to cost. I mean, GI Joe's cost used to cost like two ninety seven or something like they were like, yeah. the, the figures were so much cheaper then too. And now it's yeah. like, yeah, now, I mean, it's hard to get a figure for under $10. They're usually like 10 <sighs> to know. $18 for like most action figures now. It's like, it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely wild. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Which is crazy for a kid. Crazy like a kid wants to save up to buy their own action figure. And they're like, well, $10. That's crazy. Yeah. But dude, but the other the other thing, like I like vivid memories as far as like a toy that really got me so excited was like my first, was my first Transformer that I got, like. Because I remember, like, I think I had two GoBots before, and and they're so just terrible. These little, like, a little <laughs> yeah, yeah. tank that like it like collapsed on itself, and it was like it was like the little guy. But it was when Transformers first kind of started coming out, and the cartoon was st- kind of starting to get popular. And Soundwave was my favorite. I think that was like everybody's oh favorite. Oh my god, yes. dude. So, but I remember the Christmas that I got Soundwave because, and it was so special because it was like. My my first transformer and it was a functional transformer. It was like it transformed into a, a Walkman, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was so excited that this is like I, I was I wasn't into having an adventure or anything with other action figures. I was just into this secret thing. Like like it was it was like when it was just the Walkman. I would like I remember putting it on my belt and I remember that on Christmas Day, like after we like unwrapped all our presents, I was so excited about Soundwave and we went to my uncle's house to have like. Christmas dinner and stuff like that. And I remember like having the Walkman on my belt and knowing that people are going to think it's a Walkman, but I had the secret that it's actually a robot. It's a fake Walkman. Like, and I knew that everyone would look at it and be like, Oh my God, he has a cool Walkman, which or in those days it was cool to have a Walkman on your definitely, belt. But like, definitely. but I had this Walkman that was even cooler than the normal Walkman because it would turn into a robot that had guns and stuff. Like, and it was like all through dinner, I was wearing it on my belt and I looked down at this Walkman <laughs> Like I like, and no one knew that this was like my secret, like robot that I carried around. It was like an incredible feeling to like have that secret. Wow, you know? that is so cool. Yeah, and they had the little tapes, the little tape transformers that went with them, right? That yeah. would like go in yeah. and stuff. There was like a pterodactyl one, and like I forget mm-hmm. the other ones, but yeah, I I had one of the tape guys, but I never had. I I only had random transformers. The 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 one good transformer that I got was that. When the Dinobots came out, my aunt for my birthday, I think, sent me Grimlock. Like she was, I think she was like working at a toy store, like, like FAO Schwartz or something like that. And like they got him mm. early or something. And she sent me this Grimlock toy. And that was fucking rad as hell. That was like fucking big time. <laughs> so that was the one cool Transformer that I had. <laughs> yeah, see, that's a funny one, dude. Cause like they were just, I feel like for the most part, they were vehicles. They were like, cars or planes for the bad guys were planes good guys were cars mm-hmm. it seemed like that was kind of like the basic things but then you had these random things like one guy transformed into a gun one transformed into a walkman right, like right, and right. then like there's this and then you're <laughs> like the walkman's the size of the car <laughs> like how does that yeah. make sense <laughs> and then there's like a thing a whole thing of dinosaurs you're like oh okay these dinosaurs transform into robots but it's a living thing transformed into another living 
like humanoid thing. So yeah. like it was the cool thing about him was like it was a machine that had no personality that turned into a robot. But this was like a dinosaur that turned into a robot. It's so so dumb. So, so it strange. Like, yeah, it's so, so weird. It's so. But weird. I mean, I loved it. I love those guys too. I love yeah. the insect ones. But I, I think like I see why the cars and stuff were special because they did that. But but the things like the gun that turned into the robot and the Walkman I thought were my favorite because those were actual things. I mean, you wouldn't wouldn't be carrying a gun around anyways. But yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, anyway. yeah. And I never had that many um, uh, He-Man guys. I had like I had like a, maybe like half a dozen or something or maybe more. But that was never like my main jam. Like I remember I had like like the actual He-Man guy that I had was definitely second hand. And I had like the B guy, and I had like a purple spiky guy. I never had like any of like the super cool. I don't think I ever had Skeletor. Um, mm. Yeah, so I had that weird two headed guy that could like punch himself in the face. Yeah, yeah. The the lack of posability is definitely like you know one of the one of the issues. Although I guess like super friends weren't that right. posable, but I was like pretty, I was like really into super friends. I had a lot of super friends. Like I had the Batmobile and I had like all the main guys and I had like Lex Luthor's ship. Um, and then, and then the secret wars ones were cool. They were like the softer plastic. And I had like pretty much all the cool guys of like uh, the secret wars, Marvel, you know, like the Wolverine and his claws would clip on and the Spider-Man, Mm-hmm. And they had those shields with like the weird lenticular hologram or whatever. Is that what they're called? Where you change the angle mm-hmm. and it fucking it, it moves it. And they did. They had the shields where you mm-hmm. put in different lenticular holograms. Do you remember those? Yeah, you know what? Well, the thing is, I do remember those, but I never had that. Those toys were just after my time. Like yeah. I didn't really yeah, have yeah. those ones. But I do remember that they got into that. Was that like when they were getting into like those weird hologram things, just like on toys? Like everything had like little. Does uh, I don't know. They seem like like on on characters' chests they would have a hologram. Yeah, I remember there or... was yeah there was a group of toys I think called like Visionaries or something that had like legit oh, that's holograms on their chests. Yeah, then they would they that's, would actually clip on and off yeah. too. And yeah, they had like it would like show what animal they turned into. I think that's I had like right. two of those. I had like two of those guys. <laughs> I didn't have any of those very guys. vague you know memories. You know, I did have actually was those masks. I really liked Dude, masks, that's so actually. funny. I was just about to say mask. Yeah, I never had, again, well, I never thanks. had any of the really cool ones because they were really cool. I had like so one, cool. I had like one ATV that like opened up and it had like a fucking, like a buzz saw that came out the front. Um, and then I think that was the only vehicle I actually had. And then I had like some just random guys with their masks. I like those. It was cool that they decided with those ones that they would make their figures half the size of J.J. Like that was their way of making it special. And yeah. it worked for me. Like, uh-huh. I, like I liked having, having those guys, you couldn't play with them with your J.J.'s and stuff like that, but it was, it made them extra, extra cool. I felt like they were very, very cool at that size. Yeah. Well, it was almost like the perfect combo of like, I mean, yeah, not exactly J.J.'s, but like, you know, that idea of like a transforming vehicle, like, like the transformers oh, or something, right. but like, yeah, these ones had like kind of a more purpose. Like it had, it had, it was like the human battle, mm-hmm. but then their vehicles would quickly transform into like doper weapons. Like, like mm-hmm. this is a car, but then it becomes a fucking gunship that's flying around. <laughs> like you would, and those ones you would almost just like, press a button and they would like fucking open mm-hmm. up like yeah there was exactly. other ones the, that would press a button oh wait yeah which ones did you have well a lot of i said the the rhino was my crown jewel one on that that was mm-hmm. like the big one that was like the big rig one. Oh yeah that was so but, sick that was so good 
But yeah, that's the other thing that was funny to me when toys started becoming like when they had the buttons that that made sounds and mm-hmm. stuff like like sound effects because that's the one thing that like kids are really good at making weird, crazy ass sound effects in their adventures. Like it's funny that that was something that they felt the need to add. But I mean, I liked it, but it was also like, what's the point with? I mean, kids are pretty good at sound effects already. Yeah, I never really liked that. I always thought it was weird. And then they were always super huge. Yeah. Like I remember G.I. Joe's came out with that. It was like a giant backpack that had like three different buttons that you could press and they would say different yeah. things. But like, yeah. I never understood that. I was like, yeah. was he just going to say the same thing over and over again? Like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm making like really, really, really like in-depth narratives about like people being shipwrecked on places and having to build forts. And I remember exactly, my, my, my best friend, Seth Hersey would come over and we would build these these we'd each go over and we'd pick our guys and then we'd build like each we'd build extensive forts in my room out of all the different things we could find for the joes and we'd build we'd make these big plots and then we'd and then we'd like come and then our guys would like meet and then like kind of go into each other's forts and then and then like become friends and then there would be like a cobra you know attack that would come on them and whatever and then at a certain point my friend started like every time we played, his character would have to die. Like his his main guy would die at a certain point. And then I'd be like, But why does he die, dude? Like then the game's done. Like what are we talking about here? What are we doing? Like he like I don't know what it was in his like development. Like I think his parents were like separating or whatever. Like, he, like his guys always had to fucking have like this tragic death. And I'd be That's like, Well, so... are you gonna like pick a new guy or are we like switching <laughs> figure? Like are we gonna switch yeah, like, to a... different toys now or That's certainly the ending, dude. I had a buddy that always insisted on having like their characters would get into sex, sexual yeah, situations yeah, all the time, yeah. and that annoyed the sh- annoyed me so much because I yeah. was like, man, I can't gotta be serious with this. I mean, you make comedy, but dude, sex stuff, I was just not into as a kid. That <laughs> as a kid is so my hilarious, dude. Because I remember when I went to the store, I was like, I really wanted to buy Jinx, the the Lady Ninja, but I was mm-hmm. like, I remember having this conversation with my mom in the car. I was like, I'm afraid if I buy Jinx. Like she's gonna start dating my GI Joes. Like that, there's gonna be like romance that comes into it. And I was like, I don't want that. And she's like, Well, maybe get a different one. And I end up getting Bazooka. <laughs> so you didn't have any. So you didn't have any female characters. As old Later dudes? on, I did. Later on, I did. It must have just been that stage of development for me. You know, like <laughs> right. I didn't know. And like I could see that. You know, and I, I was just like, I just pictured them like kissing and stuff, and I didn't know. Like maybe I had just oh, seen yeah. an episode where there was some romance or something. I don't even know what I would have. <laughs> what I would have seen but I was like I was, was just like really thinking that. about it and I just yeah I passed on getting her at that point yeah definitely later <laughs> on I got like Lady J and you know definitely have right. Jinx and, and I got that Baroness figure and stuff like that but yeah mm-hmm. and I don't ever remember like... doing any romantic play I think I was just thinking about it yeah, yeah. it was never I, I never did romantic play you know how we should we used to do it is like whenever we decided we were going to play J.I. Joe we just made the decision up front like okay is this going to be a serious adventure or is this going to be a funny adventure? Oh, wow. And, and like, if we do serious, then we just play, we, we play with the characters as they are, like with, with who they already are, like Dusty and Duke, they would always already be there. And we try to do like a real adventure, yeah. you know, but if you choose the funny one, which is honestly what we did more often is like, we would take, so be like, okay, cool. Who's the funny one. So, so we lay out, lay out all of our figures in the line and lay out all of the gear that they, they have in another yeah. pile. And we take turns. Like one person would pick a character 
and then make a name for the character and what their deal is and then choose some gear to go with them. And like, wow. and then we would have our two groups and it, and they'd always just be funny kind of characters like that, like, that they would riff on. And some of them would be consistent. Like Dusty was always the same kind of goofy goofball that was like almost like the main character in our adventures yeah. for some reason. I love that and Dusty like, character. He had that cloth like backing to his hat, yeah. which was so cool. I had one of those hats that got in Hawaii. That's awesome. So, I mean, anyways, um, but yeah, so, um, and it would just be like a funny adventure and they'd always end the same. Like when we decide that we're getting near the end, like, okay, you ready to stop? Okay, we'll stop. There'd be some sort of nuclear explosion that happens where like, like some sort of epic bomb goes off and we go, no. And then we take turns and then we go through all the characters and they'd have to fly slow motion away from the bomb totally. and then land and then land in like a dead a death pose. Yeah. And we do that with every single character. And, and as we do it, we'd be making that sound. Yeah. Like the super long explosion. Yeah. And then like when it was done, when everything, everyone was in their dead pose, we'd, we'd change the sound effect to. Yeah. The wind, the wind over the, the desert. Wind. Yeah the wind dude Definitely. over all the dead bodies yeah. and we just look at all the dead bodies and there'd be one survivor that would just walk around and oh, be like no oh no so-and-so oh no so-and-so like every adventure ended wow. like that every wow <laughs> devastating loss at the end yeah and you gotta have the fucking the gun noises the that's the that's the go-to you got you gotta yep, be unloading that one. clip you know <laughs> That's the exact one we did. I know. I love that. Yeah, one of the one of the I remember a real traumatic moment in my G.I. Joe history was I got Storm Shadow, which was just one of the best guys you could get. And I fucking immediately lost one of his swords in the car, which was a fiasco. And I'm tearing the car apart trying to find it. Never found it. Very disappointing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then I don't know what precipitated this, but at the bus stop one of the older kids convinced me to trade, I think because I was talking to him about losing the sword or something, and he was like, look, I'll cut you a break. <laughs> He's like, I'll trade you I'll trade you wetsuit with all his weapons for, like, your Storm Shadow, who's obviously incomplete. And I was like, for some reason, I went for this, which was obviously got oh, ripped off. God. Obviously, I got ripped off. And then I go to school with wetsuit, and then... He's halfway in and out of my pocket, and I'm chasing girls around on the playground. Like, my judge's getting you. You know, chasing people around. And then I look down, and wetsuit has fallen out of my pocket. And then I go in, and I'm devastated. I look everywhere across the playground. I ask everyone if they've seen it. And I talk to the teachers, and I'm like, I've lost a G.I. Joe. We need to shut down the school. <laughs> Everybody needs to look for this G.I. Joe. And it fucking nobody ever fucking owned up to it. And I never got it back. And that was like double oh, fucking whammy. Like I still to this day feel just terrible. <laughs> like it was, that it was is a devastating. terrible day. One of the worst days of your life. Did you ever have any like life. did you have any tragic well, dude, toy losses? Well oh yeah. Well I well I I have a toy loss, but then I have um a toy um well, in, in a way, like a loss, but like in in kindergarten, I remember like we took um, uh, it was for show and tell. I took my Luke action figure for show and tell, mm-hmm. and I was like really excited to bring my Luke, and I was very proud, and and everyone would be like playing playing around with it and everything. But I'd be nervous because I'm like, you know, be careful with my Luke, you know. 
like it was my favorite little guy you know i only had at that point like four or five star wars action figures like a prized possession of mine and and the kid was playing with it and the head broke off the head broke broke off of luke and i was i was so destroyed so destroyed from that and like i brought it home from my dad and i was crying going crazy and my dad's like it's okay it's okay we'll glue it we'll glue it i was like it's not gonna be the same it's not gonna be the same uh. he won't be able to look around yeah their uh. necks were so and, skinny the little <laughs> peg that connected those yeah. original star wars figures heads were so yeah. skinny like i definitely have a darth yeah. vader whose neck is like twisted in half and like barely on I feel like Han Solo had the worst neck, but anyways, but he was like, so he, so he put like, so he took him out to the garage and he glued Luke on the garage or, or on, and he laid he laid him on his back on the, the, uh, his workbench. And I remember like he didn't put anything under the head, you know? So, so the head slowly kind of like, like tilted and tilted until the top of his head kind of hit the workbench so he was and then it, it dried like that so he's basically looking up oh my god like and then that was it so whole, the whole rest of our star wars toy career luke always had to like be looking up and so it, we had to incorporate that into our adventures like this looking up luke all wow, the time he's always and looking he, out at those twin moons of tatooine <laughs> yeah he's always long <laughs> longing for space adventure <laughs> and he's like Dude, and Andy, not only that, but he had like a big the like, glue drip down the back oh, of him. Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> so that was the whole rest of our lives. But that was like our the main tragedy. And the other star like action figure tragedy was we were camping one time and we had Hulk action figure, which is like you know the ten inch one. Mm-hmm. And we were, we were playing this game. My brother and I were playing this stupid game where like we'd take turns throwing him into the weeds, and then the other guy would have to go find him. <laughs> Wow. And then what and that then one time like a dangerous was, game. That's a dangerous game. Hulk in the weeds, green on dangerous. green. I don't know about that. Dude, it was tough. It's a tough game. And then ultimately we just couldn't find him. Oh the no. Risk, risk was uh ew, we were so upset. And then our parents were like, We gotta leave. We're like, no, we gotta find him. He's somewhere in there. Oh the moment of panic really when you realize him. it's really lost. Truly lost, but that was definitely like we did it. We did it to ourselves, and yeah. that was like a yeah. terrible, terrible risk. Dude, yeah. I have one just like that. I had the A Team GI Joe style action figures with Mister T, oh, yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, taking them camping, and we would always go to this same like you know camping area. Is actually in southern Vermont, um, mm-hmm. and I think it was called Townsend State Park. And and I want to actually go back there because I haven't been there as an adult. We're gonna go camping there as a family, so I can go fucking try to solve this mystery but i fucking for some reason like the uh, mr t died and i buried him and and then of course i fucking could not find where i buried him (laughs) and every year when we would go back i would be like get the same campsite and i would fucking try to (laughs) dig up this mr t toy year after year and never fucking found it again you never found some kid definitely fucking you know just kicked over some dirt and found a fucking mint mr t fucking gi joe action figure dude who knows though dude who knows if you buried him and it's like a he might still be there could you imagine if i went back and found it i mean that would just be (sighs) be i feel like i would have a heart attack and i would die and they'd just bury me there because that would be just incredible like that would be like the full circle of my life That'd be insane. Oh my God. That would be the most satisfying moment 
Oh my god. And and it's like finding buried treasure too, so that's like double whammy because even that in itself is a wonderful feeling. Totally. But to find an old action figure, ugh. Totally. Dude, we the, we lost our Chewbacca. We had um my parents one thing my parents would always do is like they'd buy us like two of each thing because they didn't think that we shared enough, but like we were so good at sharing. Oh wow. But we'd have like so we'd have like but we we'd have like two Chewbaccas, two Boba Fett's, two of everything. I'm like, dude, this is like how are we gonna work this into our adventure? Right. Get us like two Jawas, get us two Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, like totally, but yeah. like so we, how are we gonna work two Chewbaccas into this adventure? So but at one point we did lose one of our Chewbaccas and we're like, oh shit, dude, we lost Chewbacca. And so we were sad to not not have that guy anymore. And then Many, many, many years later, like somehow, I don't know what happened, but we were playing around in the, like in the front bush, like a little wisteria bush or something like that. And he like he was stuffed in there. Oh, wow. Like after like we already moved on, moved on from even action figures and found it in there. I'm like, oh, my God, this is, this is a very satisfying moment to wow. make that discovery. Yeah, I remember my parents. I remember the year that the Steven Spielberg Hook movie came out and those action figures came out. I remember my parents got me and my brother like both the raft, both the same sets of figures because we were at that point where we were just like not sharing very well. So like we definitely <laughs> both got all the same action figures that year. Which yeah, pretty, right. <laughs> pretty hilarious. Now, wait, how close in age were you and your brother together? We were two years apart. Oh, yeah, that's a little easier. Yeah, me and my brother were five years apart. So we had like, yeah. you know, there were times where it was a, it was a little bit, uh, it was a little bit dicey. But yeah, yeah, I had, I had a couple other tragic losses of uh, toys in, in, uh, in, in, in relation to Battle Beasts. Did you were Battle Beasts after your time, or yeah. was that no? Yeah. I think no, we had a couple battle beasts. Okay. I think they were probably after our time, but we were down yeah. with them. Yeah, I remember one time I went. You know, sometimes you go to like work with your parents or whatever, and I went to this like conference. My dad's like a social worker, and he was going to some conference, and we you know drove whatever an hour, two hours away. It was like going to be a big thing, kind of a fun thing. You know, we're going to eat lunch out. We probably went to McDonald's or whatever, and you know we're going to eat lunch out, and and yeah, you're going to go with dad to this conference. Then you guys are going to come back. And so we go to this conference and he's like doing his thing. He's off in some meetings or whatever, or, or listening to some talks or whatever. And so I'm like outside on the, on the, on the chairs and this table, like playing with all my battle beasts or whatever. And somehow, I don't know how it happened, but somehow I had only collected a certain portion of them and we left without realizing that I hadn't gotten all my guys and fucking, we were already like hours away. And I was like, wait, um, I don't have like the lion, you know, like the main guy and stuff. And I was like, wait, I don't have this guy and this guy. And it was like, it was too late. And I think we actually, I think we actually turned around and tried to go back and they were gone. In my mind, we did. I don't know if that's true. I'll have to fact check that with my parents. But in my mind, we went back and they were they weren't there. And I lost like half my battle beast that time. And oh then later God. on, another time, I was playing with all my battle beasts out in the front yard. And then I went inside. And then I come back out. And half my battle beasts are gone. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then, so I'm like, I'm like going around and like fucking, cause I lived like across, like lived with like, there was a lot of kids on the street that I grew up on. It was like a dirt road, like out in the middle of nowhere, but there was a bunch of houses there. And I actually grew up across the street from this crazy hippie commune. And then down the street, someone from the hippie commune had also built this giant, like apartment 
style building called the Ark. It was like it was still just like a big like like wooden like backwoods building, but it was like a giant one, like three stories or like four stories or five stories. And like it was huge and like a bunch of families lived in it. And so I go in there and and Jesse Bailey, the son of the kid who built this place, he had my battle beast. And I was like, and I was older than him. And I was like, dude, dude. those are my fucking battle beasts. And you got to give those back to me. And he was like, no, they aren't. And we were arguing. And then this hippie guy comes in and he's like, guys, we don't need to argue about this. We're just going to split them up and everybody's going to get half and go home. And I'm like, these are all my guys. And somehow I fucking got pushed (laughs) out the door with only, you know, half of my stolen battle beasts. And then I, I, I can't imagine that my parents didn't rectify the situation. But I can't again, I can't really remember how that all got resolved but my god i can remember just the shock of it and then finding out that he had taken them and then this guy coming in and just like not getting the situation and it was just oh my god it was very traumatizing yeah that's crazy dude splitting up the battle (laughs) you're just not meant to have those battle beasts that was not the toy for you i guess guess. so but we still have quite a bit we have we actually we actually have them downstairs i probably have like like a good 30 battle beast still. And, and, and I was just showing them to Wolfie and Junie. Wolfie used to play with them. And then we just, I think refound them. I think they were actually stacked up on the, uh, on the game, on the board games. We were just looking at, <laughs> we were catching up. I think the battle beasts were up there and we pulled nice. them down and we were, we were going through them all again, but Oh man, those battle. Those beasts. are pretty, th- those are pretty easy for kids to play with. I mean, those aren't, they're pretty versatile. I mean, you can't like, mess them up yeah yeah they just have the arms the arms do break off we actually had a dry arm like break off when we were just looking at them because it was just like you know the the plastic had reached it's the end of its elasticity to be able to be turned in that joint and that was like the soft plastic that got like caught up on itself and then like kind of twisted off like a piece of fucking cake or something oh my god yep now were ninja ninja turtles were probably after your time huh they were, yeah. Yep. I mean, I I liked them though. Like, I wish I had them, but they were after my time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a really big one. It's funny when toys come after your time, and you're just like, like I have like really limited knowledge about Pokemon and like different yeah. things. So like, I'm just like, so many people are so obsessed with it. I'm just like, I don't just don't really have it in my databanks. But yeah, yeah. the Digital Turtle thing was cool because my uh, like we we were we I grew up you know, right around where Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird lived in different locations in Massachusetts and New Hampshire. Cause they went to UMass mm. where I grew up right outside of Amherst where UMass is. And my uncle uh, was, you know, doing comics at that time. He, he still does comics. He did. He really? was doing a comic called dog boy for Fantagraphics back in the day. Like this kind of psychedelic, uh, you know, funky comic in the, in the eighties. And, um, and so he knew uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird a little bit. And I don't know if it's through the connection with them, but somehow he got a Donatello figure for me before they had hit stores. And I fucking went into school and I had a Donatello figure and everybody was like, oh, my God. Like, it was like I was I was the fucking coolest fucking kid in school that day. It was incredible. And Ninja Turtles was a real fun one. I remember I always used to go over to my buddy Seth's house and play Ninja Turtles. And speaking of when your when your dad made you uh, the 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 wooden Millennium Falcon, my friend's dad made him a legit fucking abandoned warehouse 
like with doors that opened and a fucking oh. a, a roof that you could take off. It was like to scale to the Ninja Turtles and it was like, you know, Shredder's hideout or whatever. It was like a chemical oh. depot warehouse or something. And he even put sandpaper on the roof so it was like shingles and stuff. Like it was like the texture of a roof and everything. Wow. And he went Amazing. all out and he had like a latch on the two main doors that opened up, like garage doors in the front of it and stuff. And it was like so incredible. And we always used to go over there and play Ninja Turtles. And I remember he had like the little like underground drilling machine that they would drive around in and stuff and he had a, he had like he had like cooler toys than me he had like a tons of gi joes and his dad made him this crazy gi joe box to put them all in like like you could fit like a hundred gi joes with their little slots and like you know they used to sell the little collector's cases like they had like mm-hmm. the darth vader head and stuff like that he yeah, made like a crazy wooden one that would hold like all his guys, and that was fucking. That was really incredible. Amazing, dude. Yeah. Wow, that seems like it'd be great to have a dad like that, though. Make that stuff for yeah. you. Yeah. Although his dad, they, I think his parents separated, and then he wouldn't tell me for the longest time. This was my friend who would always make oh. his guys die off, and like I'd be like, "Where's your dad?" I would oh. go and I would go and can't, I would go and sleep over. And I'd be like, where's your dad? And you'd be like, oh, he's, he's working, he's working. And then, yeah, eventually he told me that his parents, like, got separated. Oh, that's sad, man. But his man. dad his, his dad was a poli- his dad was a policeman. And I remember his dad would always goose me under the table when I was eating dinner over there. And I did not know what to make of it. He would always be like, ha, 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 and, like, goose me and stuff. And I would, like, you know, when, like, adults, like, fool, or, like, like, they yeah. joke around with you, like, in, like, a too much of an aggressive way. And you, like, don't know what yeah. to think of it as a kid. Like, he used to. <laughs> come in and surprise tickle attack us during sleepovers too and it wasn't ever like anything inappropriate but like just something about the way he did it it was like we didn't really like that he was it was almost like he was like a mean older brother type of guy it was really weird it was like a super weird dynamic it was was so strange and i remember his mom would always tell me she'd be like wash your hands wash your hands wash your hands she would always be like busting my chops for forgetting to like wash my hands coming out of the bathroom and stuff i spent a lot of time over there though we were like we were best friends I remember his dad made him a potato gun too. And we would, I remember like we would shoot potato guns. He had like a treehouse and we would shoot the potatoes through the windows in his treehouse. And then I remember one time I was like, we were out in the woods at his house and I was like, I'm going to poop in the woods. And he was like, no, 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 let's just go inside. Well, my house is right there. And I was like, no, I want to poop in the woods and wipe with leaves. And I remember I did that. And he was like, dude, this, you should not be doing this. And I was like, no, this is cool, man. This is what people do. I was like, sometimes people just poop in the woods. <laughs> i can see why you'd want to try that though i could see why you'd want to do that yeah well it's such like uh i don't know it's such like a thing you hear about and i was like i mean i feel like i should do this i feel like i should figure it out and yeah wiping with leaves is definitely like you know not ideal but it's a lot of crumbling a lot of crumbly leaves in your butt and stuff like that you definitely got to get the fresh the fresher leaves you know, but yeah, that was a good learning experience. It was definitely a good learning experience. Yeah, definitely, dude. Dang, man. It must have been so great living next to a forest, though. We just had our backyard. Yeah, I grew up I in mean, the sticks. I definitely grew up in the sticks. I mean, that's really what oof. made me want to get back to it. And we were just like, our childhood was just like off wandering in the woods, like all, like a pack of kids. Because there, like, there was this hippie commune across the street. So there would be always be like 10 kids just like riding bikes up and down the dirt road and then just like going down trails in the woods. And we would build like stockades and forts in the woods and just like hang out there and then like... Yeah, the older kids, we'd always have to, like, the older kids would always be doing some like, sketchy stuff. And, 
trying to yeah rip you off with trades. I remember one time the older kids were like, <laughs> they were like, yeah, we're buying GI Joe weapons and we'll give you like you know a dime for weapons or whatever. And then I like sold them a bunch of my weapons, and then I was like, fuck, I only got like a dollar. Why did I do that? I just got like rid of all my good weapons. Like definitely getting ripped off by older kids was like <laughs> you really had to watch out for that. <laughs> Oh, dude. Bunk oh, trades. Yeah. Bunk trades were – that was that was harsh. And I remember then I then I became <laughs> older, and I remember I would try to, like my, – my little brother would have his friends over, and they would bring over, like, their baseball cards and their basketball cards and stuff. And I would try to, like, swindle them into some, like, you know, deals that benefited me. And then my parents at a certain point were like, okay, we have to be presented with all the trades that happen from here on out and no trade can happen without our approval. So they became like a governing body of like toy mm. and <laughs> card and comic trades that like had to all run through my parents. <laughs> but how would they even know the worth of something? Like, I mean, some things are definitely more popular than others, like certain figures and certain cards. Exactly. Yeah. And would I, definitely I, you be know, worth I think two I or three. I probably still pretty convincing of like, oh, yeah, this is, a, this is definitely a good deal. Like, but, you know, I don't know. I don't think they were like making us break out the like the Beckett's or the Wizards and make a you know, cross reference how much was this <laughs> fucking comic or the right. card worth or whatever. Like, they never really right. had. Why didn't they ever have price guides for toys? They didn't have that when we were growing up, right? They had Wizard for comics and they had Beckett for mm-hmm. cards, but they never had a toys Hmm. one right that is weird they, they had to have huh. they had to have yeah. i guess it was like i guess like i felt like those things were more collectible like it was obvious that you collect comics or you collect cards with toys yeah i guess you, like you with, use yeah. them or something yeah. like that maybe i don't know why but yeah it seems like the, you, you would want yeah. to do that yeah and then one one of the toys that i never had that i always wanted was centurions do you remember those did you ever have those oh yeah yeah you know what yeah I, I never had them but i remember them yeah those were super cool they were like again like a 10 inch style figure and they were really posable and then they had holes all over their body they were like in a basic oh, like yeah. they were in a basic like like suit and then you That's could right. buy like like they had like an air guy and like a water guy and some other guy. There was like three guys and then you could buy different like things. Like he transforms into a helicopter and you'd like put all these guns and like a like a helicopter part and like they you would attach all these parts and they would almost like become like a battle suit vehicle guy. And they had cool mm-hmm. helmets that went on and off and all that. And man, I still to this day have never had one of those. And that's one of the figures that I definitely need to go back and, and scrounge up. When eBay yeah. came out, I kind of went nuts. I bought like a bunch of Thundercats. Um, I remember when I was in college, like yeah. eBay came out and like, and like I used to have recurring dreams. Actually, still, I actually do because I actually put one of these on the podcast recently. I have recurring dreams of going into a toy store and having like every GI Joe, every toy, like every toy is there. And I'm just going through and like, basically like shopping spree style. Remember they used to have those shopping spree Mm -hmm. videos where kids were just running through and they could take all their, like that was such a fantasy dude. Like I can't even fucking. Oh my God. I had dreams about that all the time. (laughs) Oh my God. That was the the best thing in the world. So I have recurring dreams of this. Um, But, Oh wait, I forgot what I was going to say. What was I leading up to with that? I forgot what I've, I went on the caveat of the shopping spree and the the 
Oh, oh, the eBay thing. Yeah, the eBay thing. So when eBay came out, I was like, I was like, holy shit, this is like those recurring dreams of like a store where every toy from my childhood is because it sounds funny. Yeah. But like before eBay and stuff, like there wasn't really, and like there wasn't, you know, there wasn't really places where you could just go and easily just find like any toy you ever wanted, right? Like it wasn't really a thing. It's crazy. So like yeah. eBay comes along and I was like, oh my fucking God, this is my dream come true. And I definitely spent like, three four hundred dollars on gi joes and vehicles and like i got like a whole bunch of like the black tron legos and space police legos and i went and got like a whole bunch of thundercats guys that i never had i went and bought like i never had voltron stuff and i went for some reason i just went and got all the voltron figures but none of the cats i don't know what the logic in that was but so you had voltrons oh yeah yeah but i i just had i didn't have any of the figures i just had the uh the cats was it the cats that yeah. could that the figures could go in, or were they smaller cats? No, they're smaller. Oh yeah, no, no, they're the smaller ones. Okay, yeah, they're yeah. the ones that were like the legit kind of like metal, right? Whatever, they're really heavy metal ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. That's cool. Yeah, and they oh, would form the Voltron cool. together because yeah, then they had like a full size one, right? Where each figure, mm-hmm. the three and three quarter inch figures, each had their own cat, right. and they would all go into like a huge size Voltron that you could build. Yeah. I always, yeah, I think at that that point, I just never, I didn't think it was as legit as the other ones. I really loved loved the other ones. And I really wanted, like, Robotech. I was really into Robotech, but I didn't, the only, I pretended that the one Transformer was one of those Robotech guys. Wait, was Robotech the little astronauts with the magnets on their boots? uh, Oh, no, that might be Micronauts. No, those are because I was trying to figure that out, and they aren't Micronauts because I googled Micronauts, and those are different. And I don't even ever really remember seeing Micronauts, although I do remember hearing about them. I yeah, definitely. Wait, Battle, oh yeah, ba- wait, what was the one you said? BattleTech. Um, Robotech. Robotech. That's right. Those were just like robots, right? No, that well, it was like transforming robots and stuff. But it, that was like the first cartoon that was like. That I ever saw where like it had like kind of adult themes and stuff right. like characters died right. and stuff in it and I remember thinking like I was a really sophisticated kid watching that oh yeah they look like, more like that. a Gundam or something like that oh yeah I remember yeah, that I'm looking style. at them now yeah I remember that yeah, yeah, yeah I can't yeah. remember what those ones were where they had magnet they were little astronauts and they would come with a little backpack and a little gun and a little mm-hmm. plastic tube that would connect the gun to the backpack and then they had magnets on their boots do you know what I'm talking about? I don't think I do. Yeah, they were little remember. guys. And then those were ones that had really cool vehicles and bases. And you would press a button on them and they would open up and transform and reveal some other component of the like vehicle. I can't remember hmm. what those ones were called. Those were cool this. too. Yeah, I, I can't. You have to send me a picture of those guys when you find them. You know what I always wanted, which was like, I think just because the toys that were just, I was just too young for I, I just, like I just missed like the Bionic Man, $6 million man toys, right, yeah. like the Bigfoot, which I always wanted. And I also missed like the Shogun toys. I mean, you know those ones? I those don't big even ones? know those ones. Those ones are still, like my buddy Paul has his from when he was a kid. He, the one who collects the uh, Playmobil. But mm-hmm. those were like, those ones were like the t- super tall, like um, they must have been like two feet high. Like there was these three different Japanese robots and wow. they were like, the coolest looking like if you looked up the shogun toys oh they, yeah they're the coolest looking toys i dude. think i have they're, seen them on the, to- on the toys out. that made us you know that have you seen that show oh yeah dude i only i've only seen the three episodes i haven't seen the next season of it but 
Which episodes did you see? I think I don't know. They did one on like I think like the whole like like robot phenomenon. I think or something. I forget. Maybe it was part of the. Maybe it was part of the. Maybe they were doing. Maybe it was like Transformers one, and they were talking about some stuff that preceded Transformers or something like that. But I think I know. Yeah, I think that's the next season. Yeah, I haven't seen the episode. I've I've only seen the uh, Star Wars Jojo Joe and Masters Universe one. Yeah, the Star Wars. This is the only ones I saw. Star Wars one is incredible. When they show the guy, the guy who made the Ewok. Village model. <laughs> I don't remember that part. I think it was in that, or maybe it was in another documentary that I saw. But it was like one of those toy designers of the original Star Wars stuff would go on walks every day, and he started just gathering up like twigs and branches and stuff. And he actually made like a mock up of that Ewok Village set, like out of fucking twigs and shit. Like I was like, oh my god, it's so cool. <laughs> Oh my god, that's amazing, yeah, dude! I love Village one was oh. so good, and I never had it. I wish I had that one for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I loved, I love those those shows were so good, man. Hearing how they came up, with, I loved how they came up with the Masters of the Universe one. How like, how they like they're trying to compete with like GI Joe and Star Wars, and like, man, we gotta figure out something new, something different. Like, and they did all these like marketing tests mm-hmm. to figure out what everyone's favorite thing is, and like, and they they figure out the barbarians were boy's favorite subject matter so yeah. they decided to make a barbarian one and then and how they made those figures were so like that was it blew everyone away like how many muscles they put on this i know they were the most jacked like they were so fucking jacked that was definitely impressive that that aspect is definitely impressive <laughs> and they had the spring-loaded waist where they would just like whip punch oh yeah whip punch yeah. such a smart idea <laughs> yeah yeah, because it's cool because it's like if you have a toy that has like a punching arm or something, it, it almost kind of sucks because like that's the only thing that that can do. But the waist isn't as bad. Like if you want to twist the waist back and the whole torso goes like you can still play with his arms and legs normally and you don't have to engage that that feature mm-hmm. of it unless you really want to. But yeah, it was always yeah. kind of like a weird thing if a toy like did a specific move and they could never mm-hmm. like I had like like some of those WWF guys like I had like a Jake the Snake Roberts like those guys were all based on one move like the toys did the signature move of the guy <laughs> and Jake the Snake Roberts could only get a guy in a headlock and then his other arm just pissed and punched the guy in the face like you you can only do one thing with that guy oh right right you know? like, <laughs> yeah yeah it's not as good I think yeah <laughs> yeah now we're uh did do you remember this is a weird one do you remember Sky Raiders um vaguely yeah i didn't have any but i vaguely yeah they had they were like little guys again they were probably like like i don't know three ish inches a little bigger than mask guys i would think and they had like uh an elastic they had like this weird hook that would clip on their forearm and then they had a long elastic that would it was like a weird grappling hook type of thing that was on each guy and it would attach to their back and then and then all their vehicles were based on like strings that you would put up around your house and all their vehicles would zip around on these string lines and then their mm-hmm. little grappling hook could like hook onto the string lines as well and they would like grapple around everywhere like <laughs> I had a couple of those guys and those are kind of cool <laughs> I do remember those guys. I actually thought they were pretty cool. I never had one of those guys. So. Yeah, <clears throat> I did have like one of the like the big Spider-Man guy that like uh, he was like also kind of tall. He's like those tall the the tall Star Wars figures. Remember mm-hmm. those the ones that were 
like three times the size of a normal Star Wars figure. Yeah. Like, but it was like, but he also had a, like a string that you could put from one end to another and his arm, the way he was, he was very not, he was not posable very well. Yeah. And his, his one arm is always in like a 90 degree angle up. Yeah. Um, you can't see what suit I'm doing. I'm acting yeah. it out for you, but you can't see it. But, <laughs> but like, and, and you, you hook his hand on the string and he just like slides down the string. Yeah. It was like. Very limited. Right. It was like a very specific action. Yeah, that reminds me. I I inherited from my older brother like this Spider-Man figure that was he 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 had a parachute at one point, so he had a big open space in his back where the parachute would have gone, and then he had two (laughs) hooks on his shoulders, and his hands were up like he was holding the strings to the parachute, and like Mm -hmm. I just had that Spider-Man guy without the parachute. So he just looks like he's grooving, like he's just yeah. doing some sort of weird dance of, constantly. I haven't thought of that guy forever. That's so funny. <laughs> and then another one that was probably um, past your time, and and again, really cool ones, but I didn't have a lot of were Dino Riders. Oh, dude, yeah, those are cool. I, I never had them; they were after my time, but I, I remember respecting them. Yeah, those life. were super cool. <laughs> and then I remember when we were in high school, one of my friends had. We discovered that one of my friends had all the Dino Riders. We made them break them all out, and we fucking set them all up. And yeah, the guys were cool. They were small, again, like probably three or four inches. And the, I remember their knees bent, and so they were fairly poseable. And they had cool weapons that would like clip onto their arms. And then the dinosaurs had all that cool armor and like weird, they became the vehicle and the guys would all go in there. But then the dinosaurs were kind of limited movement. And then they had like, I remember the dinosaurs being, they looked cool, but then the dinosaurs, some of them were, I remember like the brontosaurus and the T-Rex, they were like, okay, but they weren't like as cool as I had remembered them or whatever, but they're still pretty (laughs) fucking cool toys. Like, yeah, I just remember being like they had wheels in their feet or something, and then they the dinosaurs had some limited mobility or something like that. But I only had like one. I remember I had one small set of like this armadillo like dinosaur with like a crossbow on its back, and it came with like a guy that was like a bad guy that looked like an ant. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) it's so funny when you have like one set from a toy line, like just one guy, like. Yeah, right. I know. Like, I feel like there's so man. Now that we are talking about, like, there's so many toy lines, and like, we'd have just like one character from that toy line. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's and then he. The lonely, I remember there the was, lonely action figure. Yeah, lonely action figure. <laughs> I remember we had one. We had we had one action figure from this line called Adam Power. Have you, do you remember this? I don't thing? really remember that. It was super not popular. I, I think they got more than like maybe six or eight to the collection or something like that. And we had this one guy and we still have him at my parents' house for some reason where he has like, he, he looks like he has an orange outfit with a normal human face. And, uh, you know, and he has like a, he, he, he's like, I think the orange outfit is kind of supposed to look like a space outfit, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and he has a button on the back that you press on his waist and then he his upper body flips around and then he's blue oh my god with we have red, that guy red we eyes have that guy with like with like red you had that guy yeah with we red veins popping yeah. out and stuff yeah, yeah, you have totally. him there yes i didn't know what it was but yeah i remember that from childhood and then uh there's been a couple times where someone comes over and gives wolfie a bunch of old toys and that that is one of the old toys that fucking someone gave wolfie not that like maybe a couple years ago i think it's out in the yard somewhere it's like kicking around in the yard somewhere i think it got a little messed up but yeah i totally remember that from childhood and then yeah like i just didn't know what it was that's so funny not a collectible toy he doesn't make it into collections he's usually an orphan probably spins around yeah weird action like just like hey i'm gonna spin around and surprise you with having another weird looking 
identity on the backside of That's the identity power. you expected. <laughs> and he has two thumbs on to- both sides of his hand. That's totally that. right. He has fucking <laughs> six fingers. He has double thumbs. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, I just had that dude. Oh, my God. That is so funny. That Yeah, the, 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 the lonely fucking one-off, you know? Yeah, it's because it's outside because you had like one you had like you had like several lines of figures that you were all about collecting and those were always your go to's. But then, yeah, something cool would come out. And so you'd have to get like like one that could be oh Dino Riders. Like I'm going to get this. I'm going to get the set. And you'd get like one of the small kind of like, you know, the five dollar set, whatever. And then that's like the one you have <laughs> that you'd go back yeah. to like your normal, you yeah. know, like your normal stuff, your intro set sitting on the shelf. Wow. Now, were you guys into McDonald's toys, like collecting all of those when you were kids? I think a little, yeah. I mean, we definitely loved the Happy Meals. Yeah, we yeah. definitely loved getting getting the, the toys in those for sure. Yeah, I remember, the, I chicken remember nugget, the chicken nugget guys were like probably like some of the favorites that we had out of those. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't yeah, they had little, little chicken nuggets with with eyes and a mouth. And then they'd have like a hat and like some kind of belt that you would put on them. And there'd be like the policeman or the cowboy. And then they had one that was like the guy who sells popcorn. <laughs> they had like a popcorn concession, mm. like chicken McNugget or something. Like yeah, weird, strange. Love it. Yeah. I do. I vaguely remember those, those chicken nugget guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, someone and then, posted this. Yeah. Someone posted a commercial recently of them, like a Halloween commercial, totally. where they're like, where it was like little puppets or something like that. Was yeah. that what it was? Like little chicken and nugget puppets? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, they were just like little nugget guys. I don't know. I wouldn't call them a puppet because they didn't go on your finger or anything like that. They were just like weird little, little guys. You know, they would have had like the hole in the bottom and you could like squeeze it and squeeze air out or whatever. Like the little, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like hollow. <laughs> And then the other fun thing was the, you know, and I don't see this as much. I don't think they really have the toys in the fucking cereal box. Yeah, I don't think they have that stuff anymore. I loved those, though. I definitely love those. And you'd like, yeah, because you'd, you'd drive your parents crazy by pulling the bag out and like rummaging through it. And then the bag is this mm-hmm. giant ball. And then you try to put it back in the box and the box <laughs> is like tearing and breaking and like super jacked up. And you're always hoping that like they accidentally had it slip on the outside of the bag. Yeah. So you're like, no, it's in there somewhere. Ugh. Yeah, and then my parents would be like, okay, we're not going to fucking dig for the guy this time. You guys have to eat the cereal. And then I'd be like, oh, I'm so hungry again. I want cereal, Mom. Like, you just eat the whole <laughs> box in a day. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, I remember on some of the cereal boxes, like, um, there were there was, like, a, records that you could cut out at the back of them. Like, there was, we had a haunted house record that you would cut out. Um, that we would play on our little kid record player all the time. Really? I still like have a, that one. It was a vinyl yeah. record? It was a cardboard record. It had like the, the grooves on it and it was like spooky. It was like a spooky um, story. It was like, but I, and I remember because we play all the time, we'd lose our shit. Like my, my brother and I would be freaking out about it because it was like, it was the story of like, you know, you go into the store, go into the haunted steps, and you go down the hallway, and you go, and it's like all these things, like, and you basically going into the, the drawer and then there's nothing in the drawer and that's oh like the god. end of this oh it freaked oh us god. out and, and like, we would play that buy over more and cereal. over, over. <laughs> we play it over and over again we loved that thing wow that's so funny i didn't even know i've never even seen anything but a vinyl record i do remember how they used to have those old 
like books with the record in the back you know you'd get like a fucking stuck fucking superman book picture book and then it would have like a like a record in the back and then i remember they would have tapes in the back i definitely had like super friends books where a cassette tape would come in the back it'd be like in this floppy plastic like sleeve like little little pocket and that would always get ripped up and like (laughs) you have to put the tape somewhere else (laughs) and yeah we'd like listen to the adventures oh yeah and all those super friends guys would come with a little comic and all the masters of the universe guys came with a little comic too didn't they mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah, cool yeah. that's cool that's cool i love mini comics with an action figure is really fucking cool i think that wasn't that what the how they started gi joe they put out the comic like that was their big marketing thing like they put out the comic to get everyone interested and that's when they started selling the toys that was their big idea yeah yeah that. yeah i think you're right and then they were like and you're gonna do a show of this too right and they're like they looked at each other and they're like, yeah, totally. We're, we're already talking to people about it. And then they left the meeting and they're like, fuck, dude, we need to fucking figure out how we're going to make like a cartoon mm-hmm. of this. Yeah, I remember my mom always used to be like, this is just an advertisement to sell toys. And I was like, yeah, cool. Awesome. I want to watch <laughs> it. I wasn't allowed to watch G.I. Joe. My parents like, I wasn't supposed to have toy guns. And it's mm-hmm. weird. They would let me buy G.I. Joes, but then... Like, I wasn't supposed to watch G.I. Joe, so it didn't really make any logical sense. But I would always obviously just go to my friend's house and fucking watch G.I. Joe's. Mm-hmm. And G.I. Joe the movie came out. That was, like, fucking so amazing. And then they had all those weird – because they went to that weird realm of Cobra Law. And then they came out with all those oh, weird, like, right. like uh, Globulus and uh, um, uh, fucking uh, Nemesis Enforcer, those weird creature G.I. Yeah. Joe guys that were so fucking cool. Nemesis Enforcer. Wow, that's great. You remember that guy? And cool. now, and now with all like the like where we started full circle, where where I'm sharing out all these, you know, like GI these 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 uh, these these pages that like to pose all those GI Joes. Now they're making like insanely sick, even more posable and more detailed like re-release series of all the GI Joe figures that are just like fucking incredible. It's like makes me lose my mind. Like, like the Cobra Eel guys, like their masks can come off now, and they have like more mm, accessories, cool. and they're just like, oh my god, it just makes you flip out. Like I just can't even, I can't even imagine like trying to go and to collect all these things. I was, just, mm. oh, but I could definitely still. I remember. At a certain point, I came back from college and I hadn't played with toys in a while. And I was like, I'm going to bust out my Joes. And I remember like setting them all up in the yard and like trying to play with them and then being like, oh, weird. Like it doesn't come back to me as easily as it used to. And then I like made myself keep playing with them until I like broke through. And like now I can still totally like set up my Joes and have like an epic fucking hour long like battle with my Joes and shit. Like I could totally still do that now. (laughs) oh my god well done i'm sure that's so fun for wolfie yeah yeah definitely yeah i know we haven't gotten into the joe so much but we've gotten into the uh you know all his fucking you know all his he he, he was super into ninja turtles that was like his first real big you know toy crush and we got i gave him all my old ninja turtles and then we got into the all the new ones and then um yeah now he's like really getting into all the you know all the marvel movies and all the all the sick you know marvel legends action figures mm-hmm. and and all that stuff mm-hmm. so yeah he just got a he just got a uh uh i told you we were doing like some quarantine reward toys so he just got a really cool war machine and now he's trying to think of what the what the next figure he's gonna get is so <laughs> 
Amazing. Yeah. Love it. So cool. All right. Well, we, hey, we got an hour and a half in the books here. Fucking uh, <laughs> just cruising through the memory lane on these toys. Are there any more that, uh, that anything else jumping around in your mind that you want to lay down on this? No, dude. I'm sure I'll, I'll think of them after. I mean, there's so, so many that exist. But yeah, dude, we covered a lot of good bases. We did bro. cover a lot of goods. I have muscle men on my list. We didn't mention oh. muscle men. That did occur to me at one point, Muscle yeah. Man. I still have those guys, actually. I still have those in the Ziploc bag. Yeah. Yeah, I still have all I still have all my Muscle Men, and then I used to keep them in a Johnson & Johnson baby wipes, like, large-size tub. Do you remember those, like, those blue uh-huh. Johnson & Johnson, like, plastic baby wipe containers? Do you remember those? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and they had the small pack that's, like, the size of a normal Kleenex type of one, and then they had a big industrial one. It was like almost like a shoebox, and I had that filled with my, with my muscle men, and then and then I and then I built the ring where you have like you know like a one by one piece of you know or like a one by two piece of wood, and you nail in the four nails, and you get the the big three rubber bands, and you make the fucking little wrestling ring. Did you ever do mm-hmm. that? No, you know what? Actually, we we actually had the muscle man ring. They, yeah, they, have they had a the ring. legit one. We had that where you could like put them in in the little. The little hooks, and then you have the the arms, the joysticks that you kind of make them fight and totally, wrestle in the ring. Totally, that was the deluxe. Yeah, that's awesome. That. I remember that. Yeah, I couldn't get that, so I made myself the wooden one. <laughs> <laughs> that's but that was pretty tight because you could really bounce them off the ropes and stuff, and like twist them up yeah. in the ropes and all that. Like that was so much fun. That seemed pretty fun to make that. Oh, oh man. man, awesome. I did. I did like to make things. I, I remember like one one thing that I was really excited about was that. Um, there was that Saturday morning cartoon, The Littles. I don't know if that was before your time. Yeah, I kind of remember uh, it. But, like, I really liked watching The Littles about, like, little people living amongst, like, you know, you know, adult, like, you know, like, grown humans and stuff. And they would make theirs, like, little, they'd live in the walls and they would have beds made of matchbooks and, like, chairs with, like, stools, you know, made yeah, of, uh, totally. like, uh, spools of thread. And, and at the end of each episode, they showed you how to make one of those things. Oh, wow. And I used to love that because I, I would love to make those things just for my little action figures. Like, I loved imagining that they were, like, kind of living the walls and, like, they would have their own little civilizations and stuff. Like, it was fun to try to, like, um, make little miniature things for them. I loved it. That's so cool. That. Oh, I just remembered one that I bet we both were really into, Dungeons & Dragons action figures. Dude, <laughs> you know what? I was I didn't have I, I my friends had them and I always wanted them because I love that cartoon yeah so much. But like I didn't have the action figures at all. Yeah, those. I had a I bunch of those. Them. I had a bunch of those, and those oh, were kind of funny too because really wanted them. It was one toy line, but they had the guys that were like fully posable with accessories, and then they had like the solid block mold unposable like 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 monsters so it was kind of funny mm. like do you remember that right yeah 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 well i just remember that there's a big dragon or something like that that like i remember vaguely i'm picturing those yeah, guys there was like there was really cool guys i remember there was a guy that was like a fight it was like he was fire he was an orange guy that was standing up and he was flames coming mm. up and he was just the shape of a fire, but he had a scary face on him. And then there was like a brain spider type of thing. And then there was like a big minotaur with an axe raised raised above his head. Um, and those were yeah, all dude. those were all like 
like like one piece non-posable. Although that weird brain spider mm. thing was the one with the wire inside and you could kind of bend him around like that, but he didn't have like actual articulating joints. Um, but then like, hmm. yeah, the good guys and like the, Interesting. like the non monsters had, were like, were like, you know, posable elbows and, and I think their knees didn't bend, but their elbows or maybe just their, maybe just their shoulders and, and, uh, like their, mm-hmm. their legs and arms would go, but not, not, in, not the knees or elbows or whatever, but they had like swords and like their That's neck, interesting. Their, their neck could move and stuff like that. It's interesting that they had posable, half the line was posable and the other half was just statues yeah the big monsters were like a solid block of like rubber molded and they were really mm. cool looking and and they were still like i was still like super into them but yeah that was like that's the only line that i can mm. think of that had like distinctly different approaches within the same line oh dude you know what else i really liked was the tron action figures those oh, are pretty unique i don't think i i don't really remember those they're pretty amazing because they were made of some sort of like see-through kind of colored plastic oh, so like yeah actually they, I just thought light, of that right when you said it yeah it was really cool and I, I, did, I didn't have the light cycle but i always wanted the light cycle but wow, those guys man. were like really cool looking the yeah. way that they made them kind of look like they're made of energy and stuff like that yeah. like i was really down with those guys wow that's cool yeah and, and that 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 reminds me of like just all the t all the movie ones like rambo like remember rambo had some crazy action <laughs> figures i never had mm-hmm. that but yeah they had a whole bunch mm-hmm. of like really cool I think they had like an old commando figure like an arnold commando really? figure and they had those indiana jones action figures remember those vaguely no those really, were like gi joes they were three and three no actually they were like star wars they were three and three quarter inch um and they had yeah they had like indiana jones and the temple of doom and like they had indy with a gun and a whip and then they had like the guy who like pulls the hearts out or whatever i remember that they had like they i remember seeing those in in comic stores afterwards too like when i was in la i remember going in and like seeing those in a comic shop they still had you know collector they had you know collect you know for the collector market they had those old vintage toys kicking around and stuff i love going into the old stores and seeing all the display case full of all the fucking star wars guys set up and stuff it's yeah. like oh god too, dude. so incredible oh, dude, you know, i do remember actually i i remember i had a lot of black hole figures remember that movie black hole that kind of weird melancholy sort disney of, movie sort of it, like they had the cool like they had really cool robots in that like yeah. they had like the red red guy that like had all the different kind of drills that came up out of them, and then they had like the little kind of round round droids that floated around, and they had, looked like almost had like cartoon eyes and stuff like that. Wow. And then they had like the the double barrel gun like bad guys. Oh, like wow. I loved those action figures. I really wow. like those. I'll have ones to a lot. look up those. I don't really remember. I vaguely remember the movie, but I don't really remember the figures. It's a weird movie, dude. It's a weird movie. That's cool. Oh, yeah, and then Smurfs. I definitely had some Smurfs. I had a Smurf house. I had the little mushroom Smurf house, the non-posable Smurf <laughs> figures. Those were pretty mm-hmm. cool. I never had any Smurfs. Yeah. I was never really a huge fan of Smurfs, Like, but I would watch the cartoon. Like, I would hate watch it. I would watch it and like just be so bummed out because I, yeah. like, I just would watch old cartoons. It didn't matter what it was, but I right. did not really like Smurfs much. Yeah, it's probably a weird cartoon to like go back and watch. I definitely don't. I can't remember the last time I watched it. <laughs> but I, I could see why. I'm not going to downplay it because I think a lot of people – I could see why you might like it. I could yeah. see why anybody like it. I think that the toys were kind of cool though because the little Smurf house was like a mushroom and the door would open and they would fit in there and then you could take the top off. 
it was kind of cool. And then I had an I had a Gargamel toy and Osriel the mm. cat, the little cat. That mm. was they're non posable, so it's like whatever, you know. They're kind of a different. Right. You just kind of set them up and they talk to each other or whatever. You're not like fighting. <laughs> Definitely more interested in the battles, the, the confrontation, the battle. Uh, and my, and my favorite thing about the GI Joes too was like loading the guy up with weapons like how many weapons mm -hmm. can you like put in his hands can, can there be a mm -hmm. knife in his backpack is there a gun with like a with like um you know the strap on it that you can put a couple guns over his shoulders and stuff like that that was always like mm -hmm. a big thing is like is like making a setup of like a room that he was about to break into full of cobra guys and like how many weapons can he be carrying to like kill them all you know like that was definitely like i'd put a lot of time and effort into like figuring out how to get as many weapons as possible i remember like wedging them in between his back and the backpack like you'd like try to stick guns like in the little gap there and stuff oh yeah i love it yeah he's gotta be prepared man you gotta yeah. get those prepared yeah oh fucking dude love it man I feel like I feel like we covered almost every toy that exists. <laughs> I mean, probably, probably not even close, but definitely, I think the the <laughs> best the of the side. the best of the toys that we that cross over in our age range. I think for sure. I think we've right. I think we've definitely covered them. And we didn't really cover any of the, the girls' toys, which honestly, there were some amazing girls' toys that I wish I had. Like I was I was pretty jealous of the Barbie stuff because yeah, I think I did ask so for a Barbie. Cool. Yeah, I think I did have like yeah, me one too. Barbie. Yeah, dude, I asked for a Barbie. My brother, I asked for Barbie too, mm -hmm. um, and they they got us each a Ken. And like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but it was hard to play with that guy because he he was so big compared to everybody else. But right. I always loved the Barbie accessories, man. Uh. Yeah, yeah, they really did have a rich world of real life accessories of of all kinds of stuff, and yeah, really those were based on like the hair play and stuff, right? Like the combing of the hair and the dressing of just, the characters, and well, because I mean, it had day to day stuff, which is the one thing I didn't like about like like all the boys stuff is like we had it was all weapons, it was all right. about weapons and surviving in the wilderness or something like that. Whereas like Barbie had like normal life stuff that you would have, like a hair dryer and combs and stuff. And I'd be like, yeah, I would love my guys to be able to like blow dry their hair. I'd love yeah. for them to be able to like, you know, whatever, talk on the phone. Like, I would love just normal life stuff for my J.I. Joes instead of just shooting stuff all you the gotta time. You got to get that yeah. Malibu snake eyes, dude, with the fucking beach shorts and the fucking reclining <laughs> chair and the umbrella and the fucking and the drink and the <laughs> cell phone. and the. <laughs> oh, my God. See, that's the thing. I wonder if vacation – if like off duty Joe line would be popular, I feel like it might be because you like a swimming pool for your Joes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, I think at this point, like fans will really any variation of the of the guys that they love, they will buy. You know, I think you can almost do yeah. any variation of 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 that stuff. And yeah, I mean, I've been that that's yeah. one I've been sharing a lot. They they released some new six inch snake eyes. And I've been like, people have been mm -hmm. posting it so much and I've been sharing it so much. It just looks insane. He comes with like a fucking whole cabinet of weapons and shit. And like, oh, <laughs> it just looks so good. Like, I can't even imagine starting to like buy my, because like we're buying so many toys for Wolfie right now. Maybe I'll have to get him into, maybe that's, maybe I won't unleash my old breakable Joes on him. That's probably what I'll have to do is like introduce him to Joes and then just start getting all these new like six inch Joes. Cause that actually fits with his like Marvel guys and then he can. And do the crossover play with them and stuff so that makes sense maybe i'll have to get him <laughs> that big snake, guys maybe that's what he's getting for quarantine i love that you're dude i love it dude i love that you're planning out his thing it must be so fun to plan out little little dudes yeah adventure yeah. times oh, love it 
I love it. Oh yeah, and then Adventure they did have some Adventure Time figures that were not I have a big fin that's pretty cool and kind of durable. They had little action hmm. figures that were like too skinny. They're, they 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 could bend at the knees and stuff, but it was that thing mm-hmm. where like if you bent this thing, you were sure it was going to break. Um, yeah. So they're more of toys mm. that are better to keep in the package. But yeah, my dad, again, my dad loves toys. So he has a full collection of like all the fucking Adventure Time toys in the boxes in, in the attic. He like collected all that stuff when it was coming out. Oh, of course, dude. That I mean, yeah. If I, if I worked on that show, my parents would have every single toy in that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. He has like Adventure Time Monopoly and then they had the Adventure Time Happy Meal. That was cool. Me and Wolfie got to go because uh, we were talking about Happy Meal toys. Me and Wolfie got to go to McDonald's and buy Adventure Time Happy Meal that I'm drawing on the box and fucking Adventure Time toys. That was pretty fucking rad. That was like That's a crazy. highlight of my life for sure. Dude, the highlight, the highlight of, of me living vicariously through you and Penn with the Adventure Time thing was when Penn came to uh, to New York for the first for the unveiling of the Adventure Time blimps in the Macy's Day Parade. Oh my God, I know that's like, insane. I feel like that's crown jewel moment, dude. To have <laughs> if you're you're a cartoon popular enough to have a character in the Macy's Parade is like. I remember just being blown away by that, dude. Pretty that's unreal. Like, pretty unreal. I mean, yeah. It's I, it's so funny because when we were first working on it, obviously, like, you know, there was some buzz in the animation industry about the, you know, the pilot that he had done for Nickelodeon and stuff. And, but, you know, the, the, the world didn't really know about it. And then, you know, when I was working on it and, and, you know, I'd be out there and I'm like, yeah, I'm working on a show called Adventure Time. And like, nobody knew anything about it. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, it came out and it started to build up. And then at a certain point, like, I mean, almost anybody that I mention it to now has at least heard of it. So, yeah, it's, it's yeah. so crazy Everybody. that, you know, because you work on so many projects and stuff. And then, yeah, to have have something that, that you work on, you know, become that level of of uh, known, it's it, that, that that automatically gave me so much cachet so that I can just be like, oh, yeah, I created the world for Adventure Time. And people are like, what? Like, you know, yeah, this dude. is like so cool. Yeah, man, seriously. <laughs> it's unbelievable. You're set. Yeah. You're set in the world. Oh. <sighs> Amazing, dude. Yeah. Cool. Sweet, man. Well, you know, obviously, fucking everybody is in awe of everything you do. And fucking, you know, the, the I, I always, you know, just look at the, the great showdowns as one of the, just the genius fucking ideas of, of, a, of a line of visual art, you know, just, just so fucking smart. <laughs> and it's so delightful to always see you posting Thanks, up, dude. you know, and adding to that world and that realm. And I love now that you're getting into the toys of the, you know, you got some little, little toys of your guys kicking around and stuff. Mm-hmm. It, the Ninja Turtles guys and the Bill Murray guy and the, the Ghostbusters, like so Thanks, fucking dude. cool, man. And we were just saying, I'm I'm really excited about these new toys that I designed for Unbox Industries that are going to come out. And oh, it's so much fun, man! Toys, 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 could, toys. Dude, did you see the big ones that for the for the um, showdowns exhibition? We made yes, those big yes, toys, dude. Yes, yes. Those turned out so good. Oh my I'm, god. <sighs> It's crazy to see them at that scale, dude. Oh. Now, were those available yeah, to man. people, or were those just made one off for the show? We made we made um, ten. There's ten of each of those toys, and I've wow. hand painted them. Wow! And and so everybody, it's my first time hand painting that. So I don't really know how to do it that well, but I had the help of like our friend that painted all the little toys. Like mm-hmm. she helped me paint it. Mm-hmm. She's wow. Alyssa. She's amazing. amazing. But anyways, um, it's yeah. I was very happy with how those turned out. So. Wow. 
That's fucking Anyways. incredible, man. Awesome. Well, it's Toys, always so bro. fun to just, you know, touch base and check in and, and yeah, you know, just, just going on down our careers. And, you know, we, we kind of bumped into each other, you know, when I was starting out my career and we're both kind of early in the game. And here we are just still mm-hmm. fucking bumping into each other and kicking around. I fucking love that, man. Me too, my bro. I love it. Love seeing what you're up to. I yes. can't wait to come visit your own, your Ewok village. Definitely. Now, where can people wait. find you if they, if for, for some strange reason? and they don't already know <laughs> well you can go to scottc.com is where you can see my stuff mm-hmm. uh, and greatshowdowns.com but then also like on Instagram and uh, and Twitter uh, and uh, and YouTube and Twitch I do some stuff on there too it's all Scott Lava on those things nice awesome. awesome that was like my old hot lava joke that will stick with me forever yeah that's like a yeah that's like so. a total like early that's like scott lava at earthlink.net or aol that's like a really <laughs> yes. early approach to a screen name i love that like the simple uh, pun like that's you know yeah it's nuanced forever. it's nuanced now i mean it's no ghost shrimp though so strange i love it dude oh man Anyways, awesome but yeah man this has been fun fantastic well we will say goodbye to the listeners and then we'll just click off and and say bye uh, on our own but goodbye all listeners hope you enjoyed this episode see you later yeah see you everybody now where can people wait. find you if they if for, for some strange reason they don't already know <laughs> well you can go to scottc.com is where you can see my stuff mm-hmm. uh and greatshowdowns.com but then also like on instagram and uh and twitter uh and uh and youtube and twitch i do some stuff on there too it's all scott lava on those things nice awesome. awesome that was like my old hot lava joke that will stick with me forever yeah that's like a yeah that's like so. a total like early that's like scott lava at earthlink.net or aol that's like a really <laughs> yes. early approach to a screen name i love that like the simple uh, pun like that's you know yeah it's nuanced forever. it's just nuanced now I mean, it's no ghost shrimp, though. <laughs> oh, that was I mean, so strange. So strange. <laughs> I love it, dude. Oh, man. Anyways, awesome. But yeah, man. This has been fun. Fantastic. You, well, we will say goodbye to the listeners, and then we'll just click off and, and say bye uh, on our own. But goodbye, all listeners. Hope you enjoyed this episode. See you later. Yeah. See you, everybody. There you go. Nostalgic inspiration. Super blast off. I hope everybody enjoyed that. Um, it'd be really fun to get up with one of my other homies and talk some 90s toys because uh, that was a whole nother era of amazing toys. So uh, shout out if any of my homies feel like getting up on here, maybe fucking a little dad squad. I know he was on that fucking X-Men tip. Fucking Wolfie's been getting into that cartoon lately. Uh, so, uh, you know, there's a whole, that whole era of fucking 90s toys was was fairly dope as well. So uh, we dipped into a, a little bit of that on here, but wow. Big shout out to Scott C for coming on and jumping on this pod and, and chewing it up because that beef jerky was delicious. That was a real fucking treat, right? Uh, so let's see where we at. Um, this week... Uh, I'll try to get another fresh pod out to you. Another fucking juicy blaster. Maybe we'll come with another heavy hitter. We had Jesse. Now we got fucking Scott. Let's see who we get next, right? Um, 
and uh, we will be starting round seven of the 12-week online group workshop this week. Super sold out again with three bonus spots and even more people banging on the door to get in, but we're capping it off at 13 again. Um, hiring my man Psych Lord, a.k.a. The Emperor of Gummies, a.k.a. Alfonso de Anda. You've heard him here on this podcast before, um, recently with a real banger. And then uh, also be hiring my man Alexi Giroux, supporter of this podcast, uh, Ghost Scout Cheeky Buki. And, of course, he was a round one workshopper. So this boy uh, fucking came in the workshop, paid to get into the workshop. Now he's being paid twice that to come back and be an assistant and give some feedback and fucking hang out add to that group morale that hype fucking styles that we always bring and live in the workshop so that's gonna be so amazing i cannot wait to meet the whole new group Uh, shout out to everybody who signed up boss move Uh, make sure that all your payment plans are paid up before we start so you can get in on time Um, and for everybody that didn't get in uh, go to goshrimpglobal.com and sign up for that email list Um, i'm planning on doing another round in the fall and uh, we will be doing another uh, early pre-sale release of spots. So um, I know people want to do a payment plan that worked really well this time, and we're going to do that again. You know, the goal is really to have this be accessible to anybody that wants to sign up. There's really no prerequisites. It's just, you know, that you that you feel hyped. You want to fucking come in and participate in the workshop and you can pay for it that's that those are the requirements right it's really opening the door to destiny and letting anybody who wants to join in boom i love that um so go check that out of course if you want to support the podcast you can check it out on itunes you can rate and review there you can check it out on soundcloud make sure you subscribe somewhere and also now we are on spotify which is super fun um i don't know why it took me so long to get on there but now we are the whole catalog is on spotify so listen to it share it with your friends tell your cousins about it your cousins 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 need to know about this hi you know um, we are going to be bringing the hype in extreme fashion every time on this website i mean this website this fucking podcast what are we even talking about oh shit someone ate a little edible this morning um all right and you can also support by going to goshipglobal.com and buying some merch we got the podcast hoodies we got the podcast t-shirts we got lots of ghost shrimp prints we got adventure time prints on there we got posters um and of course you can you can you know holler at me for illustration work and all that of course i usually need a couple months heads up to get you in the schedule but i'm always here for y'all check me out um and if you want to support the podcast directly head on over to patreon.com slash ghost shrimp and uh join the patreon community there get access to the podcast two days early and uh, i post my work early on there usually um and uh cool stuff like that so go up on there get on there support the pod for only one dollar an episode you get those great perks and then uh let's see let's give a group shout out to those one dollar members that's a dripping breakfast smoothie level you know what i'm saying get that nutrients big shout out to all the one dollar members as a group 
Um, we got at that $2 level, you know, we got them beefy stew shout outs. You know, we're all about that beef stew lifestyle up here and we doing it and we spreading it around y'all. I'm ladling out that digital beef stew all around the globe, filling, I'm popping the cap on Antarctica and pouring that beef stew all in the hollow earth, that molten core of the earth. Y'all think it's hot lava? Let me tell you a little secret. It's fucking beef stew hollow earth beef stew molten goddamn core bam oh shit that is the truth y'all uh ladling it up from the core of the earth first bowl going out at that two dollar level to olive fur bowl get that beef stew uh, workshop uh, about to jump into the workshop alumni group just completed round six talking about my man in Japan Craig Bowers totally showing up crushing the workshop another bowl of beef stew going to my man Sam bag we got another workshop alumni Shell Durkin get yourself some beef stew Going over all the way to Armenia, workshop alumni, comics, Queen, Shemaram. We got a ghost scout, goes by the name of Butterflesh, a.k.a. Seth Bird. Get yourself some beef stew. About to jump into this current round of the, about to jump into this new round of the workshop. My man, Gerard Jones. Uh, we got a workshop alumni, Bobby C. Morgan, a.k.a. The Nobby Wood. Big Beef Stew shout out going to Chris Burke. We got another Big Beef Stew extra beef for my man, Michael Joran, a.k.a. Joran Thornton. We got we 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 got a big bowl of beef stew going to Devin Newman, and of course it's vegan and non-vegan options, y'all. Always shout out to all the vegan Girl Scouts in the world, and uh, these are of course shout outs for the people who supported the last episode of the podcast, which was that juicy old episode with Jesse Moynihan. How'd you like that? Uh, we got a big workshop alumni beef stew welcome and shout out for Alejandro Fuentes, aka Los Focos. Check him out. Uh, big beef stew shout out to my neighbor and newest best friend, work, I mean, <laughs> Adventure Time alumni, Kent Osborne. Big Beef Stew, shout out to Future Vermonter, Workshop Alumni, Ghost Scout, Mr. Husband, a.k.a. Chris Murray. We got a big bowl of beef stew going out to Ryan Sims. Uh-oh, current Ghost Scout, Frogadile, Dundee, future workshopper, Steve 
Winfield Meyer. He's going to need that beef stew because this weekend he is starting the workshop and it's going to take everything he's got because let me tell y'all, it's a gauntlet. It's a sprint. It is the best thing you can ever do for your creative career. Holy shit. Did I just say that? It's true. I said it because it's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big shout out going to Michael Broncado. We got Stop Motion Animator on the West Coast, Anthony Scott. Big shout-outs to Daniel Foothead, a.k.a. Ghost Scout Sports Magic, a.k.a. Dr. Foothead. Ooh, big shout-out to Alexi Giroux, workshop alumni, Ghost Scout Cheeky Buki, and future workshop assistant. Big shout out to Mark Osborne, Hollywood Big Shot. Big shout out to Bark the Dog, aka Crab the God, aka Ghost Scout Dusty Lupus, aka the human being, formerly known as Alexander Andrew Lansing. How is it that I always do that? That is insane. That is hilarious. My brain is broken. Big shout out to Jesse Kukaka. Donnie. Big shout out. Oh, that $3 level to P. Wolf T. Big shout out to Pratt alumni Raphael Tang Oh, at that $5 level, we're firing up the grill. We are going in the fridge, getting those juicy marinated steak tips out, throwing them on the grill. They're sizzling. We're cooking them up just however you like it, vegan or non-vegan. Big shout out to this man just finished the workshop and he's about to get into the alumni group on the West Coast in L.A. Skyler Bloom. Totally fucking came in hit it with the fucking photoshop drawn the the photo drawn collages hit it with fucking he ended up with the last assignment he did a 3d sculpture photo collage drawing collage this man is breaking barriers breaking boundaries setting records in the workshop holy shit it's all about you, y'all. That is what it is. This is your life. Do you know? Even if things aren't about you, they are about you. So make it about you. You gotta go out and take control of your destiny, y'all. Do what you want to do in this goddamn life, because nobody else is gonna do it for you. Another current workshopper and future workshop alumni. He destroyed it. He hit a grand slam every fucking week, which is not easy to do. And he was working freelance. And he was working a job. His name is Mullet Man. And you better check out his shit because this boy is about to take over. He is coming out the workshop like fucking hot, spicy diarrhea. And it's going everywhere. And you are going to take notice. Okay? 
We got my girl down in the bayou. Kayla Dakota down there teaching in New Orleans. She's doing remote classes for her students because she's a fucking cool ass art teacher. And She's eating that steak tip right now. My girl over in Maine, you know I be talking about Erica Malhus. Get that steak tip. Shout out to the Malhus clan. Uh-oh, my boy coming in at that $6.66 level. We are taking the elevator straight to hell because we are firing up a fucking fierce pit to cook up Satan's marinated tube steak. <laughs> Talking about some dick meat. And we got vegan, non-vegan options, y'all, but we cooking up a fucking medium rare slice from my man Zeta. Oyster River alumni, workshop alumni. We got, last but not least, a big vegan slice of Satan's marinated tube steak going out to my man, Krognak, a.k.a. Beard Lips, a.k.a. John Mansfield, year seven, year six, year six, year six, camp fucking champ. You know what I'm saying? Wow, there you go. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode. We will be coming back with more fucking high morale heat for your seat. You know, you know you like that heated seat. Uh, when you out there fucking setting those goals, fucking pursuing that dream life, make sure you take a little bit of time out just like we do here on this podcast, to spread that inspiration, right? Right now, people need more inspiration than ever. A lot of people's realities are getting turned upside down and inside out, but that doesn't mean that we can't connect and evolve this shit. This might be the best time ever to evolve this shit. Everybody's seeing that hologram, that mainstream hologram flickering. Maybe we all decide to take control of our own lives here and really start to push the culture forward. I think we can do a lot better than this. I can think of a lot stronger minds out there than fucking senile-ass Joe Biden and fucking bozo the clown Donald Trump. We can do this, y'all. We don't need this whack-ass leadership. Let us lead ourselves to the promised land, to fucking that dream world. You know, so be proactive this week. Let's see some fresh fucking artwork. Let's push for those breakthroughs. Where is where my world championship mindset's at, y'all? That's what it's all about. It ain't about a skill set. It's about a mindset, okay? A mindset transcends a skill set every fucking day. Just like hard work transcends talent. I will bet on work ethic over talent every fucking night, y'all. Let's go. So until... Next time, fucking be hype, be productive, and you will be hearing from us again very soon at the Go Shrimp and Friends podcast, y'all.